What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We had on the program the strongest powerlifting training crew in the world. I am totally comfortable giving these gentlemen that title because it's true. We had Enrique Lugo, 120-kilo national champion at Powerlifting America. Pablo Oliveira is one of the best super heavyweight junior lifters in Powerlifting America. And also Jesus Oliveira's defending super heavyweight world champion, two-time national champion super heavyweights, uh, coming off one of the best performances in powerlifting history on the podcast. And also about 90 minutes in, Mikey Davis was kind enough to uh, give us a ring during the podcast. And that was interesting. Um, and this episode is a little bit all over the place. A little backstory. We were training in San Antonio and we wanted to record a podcast. We got a big case of redacted lights where the mountains are always redacted and we just got to talking. Um, it's hard to really tell you what exactly were the, uh, the focus points, but a lot of mindset stuff, uh, a lot of training mindset stuff, um, talked about, you know, the battles that are going to happen going into Worlds, uh, their Nationals performances, um, and also a, a mini group therapy session for Mikey Davis 90 minutes in. That was that was something. Uh, definitely, definitely tune into that part of it. And, um, yeah, fantastic, fantastic episode. Wish to do it again with these gentlemen. And uh, also, just reminding you guys, leave a five-star rating on iTunes, leave a five-star rating on Spotify, and subscribe to both. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. Oh, baby, I like it, boy. And as promised, I got with me in person three quarters of the strongest powerlifting training team in the world. Am I, is that okay saying it? I know it's three quarters because we're missing one. I think that is perfectly fine. I just want to give a shout out to Mr. Michael Davis. Um, <laughs> we miss you, buddy. We're thinking about you. I agree, Jello. It's, uh, it's. I don't think you can name another, especially in Texas. I mean, come on now. So, so if come you're on. the strongest powerlifting team in Texas, you're the strongest powerlifting team in the world, right? Because it, it just kind of takes on countries, the entire state of Texas. Yeah, because I know a while back Texas was thinking about. Uh, What's that word? Seceding from Seceding. the union. <laughs> if Texas showed up to Worlds, we're winning. We should actually propose. We should propose that. Yeah, Texas just gets like it just replaces one of the smaller countries. Yeah. So uh, three of you are here. Unfortunately, Michael isn't here. But I, I gotta ask, like, as far as training together every day, is that is, did it just happen naturally, or did you guys kind of like plan to just like go and train together? And by the way, guys, I, I don't know if I did a good introduction here. I because I got Jesus Oliveras. Pablo Oliveras and Enrique Lugo, two going to Worlds. We got probably a junior Worlds lifter coming. I mean, I think I'm. It's going to be a showdown for sure. But I, you know, I'm I'm sitting with some of the world's best here, coming off a huge meet of Powerlifting America. Uh, all three of them fucking killed it. So 
we just got so deep into the in-person podcast, I forgot to do the diligence of uh, I- introducing these these angry heavy hitters right now. But and we're sharing one mic right now. Yeah, we are sharing. One we're mic. sharing one mic, so we have to pass this around a lot. Everybody thinks we're so angry. I feel like we're genuinely nice people, but oh, yeah. they only see us when we're lifting, and when we're lifting. We're a different animal, baby. Yeah, don't tell me about it. Okay, so I guess to answer your question, so we're all pretty much like. Okay, so me and Mikey, like, we work together. Lugo and Mikey, they go way back. Uh, like, actually, we joke about it a lot. Like, um, Pablo and Mikey, like, their first impression was actually not the best one. Yeah, yeah I got it. I got I don't Now I don't know this. <laughs> Mr. Davis. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> he, did, he happened to not be here. But, <laughs> yeah, this would, um, that, this, this would be a great thing to get his input on, but continue. <laughs> so, 2021. Daytona Nationals, right? We come in, whole flex team's coming in, you know. About to meet everybody for the first time. I knew who Mikey was, and I was like, all right, cool. You know, he's a cool cat. You know, he's strong. I go up to him. I'm like, hey, man, uh, I'm Pablo. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah, bro? All right, yeah, uh, I'm Mikey, bro. And he, like, just turned his head, kept walking. And I was like, dude, bro. <laughs> like, oh, like, come on, bro. Like, But you know what? We're cool now. And, like, you look at us today, you know, I could – Confidently say, like, this man's a, he's a big bro, you know what I mean? Care about him a lot. It wasn't, like, the supernatural thing. Obviously, like, this first started with me and Pops back in Odessa. And then when I moved to San Antonio, like, me and Lugo, like, it was almost like an instant, like, brothership that developed. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like my situation. I think when we first interviewed, I might have still been living at the gym at TSS. And, like, Lugo just did a lot for me. Like, he opened his doors, uh, helped me meal prep, just kind of get some things in order, pass down knowledge he had acquired previously. He is a little older than me. Gonna yeah. turn 26 coming up. So let's Oldest sure. guy here, right? Shit, right? He's so, got to be the oldest dude in this uh, room right now. Yes, I am. I am old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's older, so, older than this guy. So, uh, cool. so let's just make sure that we give him some happy birthdays on May. It's July 29th. But. July 29th. Wow, all right. You're way off on that one. All right. Well, yours, he was going to give you an early birthday there, so you could have probably accepted that. So the, ori- the original question was like what? Um, well, no, it, where it was like, how did it, like, did you guys plan on training together? Because I know you guys train at TSS, but, like, I noticed that, I mean, because I, I, I know you guys do, and I've seen it, and I actually kind of wanted to, like, see the environment, see the atmosphere, because I fucking, I love stuff like that. So I don't know, because it seems like you're consistent with training with each other day in and day out, as opposed to, like, people train at the same gym, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they don't train together. Okay, okay, so this is like a... a we're gonna go way back. We're gonna like because this shit goes. This goes way back. Um, it's basically, I was lifting in THSBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From like 2011, and probably around 2013, my junior or sophomore year in high school. Um, like TSS. Yeah. Texas Strength Systems just started. They're like the dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I think now they still carry the weight as kind of being like the strongest gym in Texas. I still think that that's the case. I still think that TSS is the strongest gym in Texas. Well, something about, like, Texas Strength System just, like, resonated with me. You know what I mean? Like, just the name and, like, the atmosphere, powerlifting, and shoot, man. If if you go there, you'll see it immediately. Like, whenever you, you could just tell as soon as you get into an environment, it's like this place is for serious powerlifters because all the combo racks lined up, you know, the heat. The, something about the Texas heat, too, adds a little bit of grit to your workouts, the grittiness of the gym itself, 
like it, 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 when I got there, it hit like it hit a little different. When I saw you guys all train, I, I wanted to be a part of it. I do want to add about the Texas heat, and it's like at TSS, it gets real musty. <laughs> when, and it's like it's coming up, so it's like right before Worlds. I think it's going to be like the last couple months of spring, but I just know pushing towards Sheffield, it's going to be a fucking a war zone. But we ready for it. Both of you guys have failed to answer Jell's first question. What is it? I don't even know. How do we come about? Okay, hold okay. on, hold on, Lugo. Before I pass his single mic, yeah, it's a single mic. I, I'm the only one who dominates the mic, by the way, yeah, guys. We're all sharing. Yeah, okay. we're all sharing. The first time we met Lugo was very late, and this is when we were all very new to the scene. And like Jesus said, you know, he came to uh, San Antonio. Obviously, Lugo, we share similarities as individuals, and we just kind of clicked, mm-hmm. and and we all knew who we were, and. It's just something about each one of us that brings us together. And I put this on a post a couple of weeks ago, actually a day before we competed. And it's like, it's very, very unique to have a group of individuals that share the same goal working towards the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, we, it's, it's normal for us to come in every day, but for people that are on the outside, like, you know, it's something that they're, they do want. Not everyone has someone in their corner to tell them, bro, come on, take advantage of the opportunity you got right now and just bust your tail. Work hard because people are coming after you. You know what I mean? Like, who, like, tell me, like, name someone who, like, works out by themselves, who are one of the greats, but just imagine the missing piece is just having someone that pushes you to the extreme. We're talking like 20, whenever TSS first opened up, before TSS was even TSS, bro. We're in Southside High School, you're training in their gym because Wes, like that, he was like a teacher there or something, mm-hmm. and we're all training there, uh, like the UTSA powerlifting team. Shit, Ashton was there already, and yeah, because like, he's a, he's another piece of this a little bit because he's uh yeah. he's kind of a TSS, you know, he he kind of travels a bit, but I think he, he has a lot of his roots in uh that that gym in San Antonio. Yeah, like literally, we would, bro. It's crazy. It is so crazy because it's this is way I say, this is way I think about it. It's like. There's people, you're on a certain path, like you're literally just trying to be the strongest person you can possibly be and be the strongest person in the world. Like really, like that's really what we're chasing after. That's mm-hmm. really all we really want. And we, the way I see it, like I just try to, I try to imagine like creating like, when you go to TSS, you're going there to be the best you possibly can. You're going there to like train. And when I was in there like consistently, that's what I would tell everybody. Whenever we walked to the doors, like, the entrance, here's the front room, like bodybuilding stuff, accessories. And I show them to the back room. And when you walk through those doors, I would always tell them, like, this is where the magic happens. <laughs> this is where you get after it. Like, you're here to train. If you're not here to train, get out. And I just, like, set that tone. <laughs> yeah, that probably helps the business, the TSS. <laughs> Wes is probably sitting there like, yo, you fucking telling people to get out of the gym? Like, we yeah. still need memberships, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need people to come here. <laughs> I just wanted to, I wanted to set that tone, bro, because, like, it's like just train. I think that that helps a lot of people. That does help a lot of people. I, I think because if they're serious about powerlifting, that's that's something important to a lot of lifters. Yeah, but it's like there's a different angle that I feel people fail to see, and it's like I've had a couple athletes that have hired me to work with them, and I'm like, hey man, like we live in the same city, like why don't we get some one-on-one sessions where I can like kind of get my eyes on you, 
like I'm just a much better coach in person. Like real like like real time, I'm able to just look at the different like what are they doing wrong? Like what can we do? And as far as like just being there for them and the response is I'm scared. I'm too weak. I don't want to go and get outlifted by some of the girls on the freshman team. And it's like me being who I am, I have to like take a step back and be like, I'm your coach. I got to grow you mentally and physically. But it is it is a wonderful thing. And it's like, I guess we'll go back to like full circle to answer the question. It's like we never really forced it, obviously. So we're like we're boys and then we're all – chasing the same thing and i think it helps a lot that we did the same meet we did pa nationals and it's like okay we're mm-hmm. all on the same timetable we, we our primary squat days are on monday same day so it's like we share a rack even with like the height differences we like we don't basically don't complain we just in we do what we gotta do um when mikey first moved here he was still kind of doing his own thing he still had his own split and it's like you can just tell like he was coming from a gym where he didn't really have anyone to push him mm-hmm. and be in his ear and be like, bro, like, you do not have the luxury to keep just lifting so casually. Like, you need to just bring out another animal out of you. And I think with PA, whenever we all signed up, we were like, hey, like, we're all got the same mission. I think that was a cataclysm that brought us together. And it was just like, like, let's get on the show with this. And it's, like, little by little, like, we can just see, like, the first couple of weeks. Like, Mikey's been, like, uh, just being more outspoken because he's a very introverted individual. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, recently, like, now he's being more vocal with the rest of us. Because most of the time, it's really me, Pops, and Lugo who are bringing the heat. Like, Mikey and Clay, like, Clay's one of Lugo. Uh, hey, Clay, Clay part, of, part of the group chat. Yeah, he's one of um, – He's uh he's one of our boys too, but he's under Mikey, right? So Mikey's got to like look at him, kind of keep him in check with coaching and training and all that, right? Like they're they're tight. That's their relationship. But like when it comes to us three, it's like we don't fucking say a word. We communicate with their eyes. <laughs> it's like one red, two reds, three reds, and it's just you look, you put how many reds we got in the bar, and it's like that's it. Like that is how we communicate, and it's just like, now that itself is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And Yeah, when I, when I, uh, oh, because when I, you said something, uh, uh Pablo, uh, as far as like, who's like, or someone in this world that's pushing you, I talked about it with Gavin Aiden when he came on the show. Dude, that is so, I, because I, I kind of lost it when I went from Illinois to Houston, because the travel's been, all over the place, you know. I'm in San Antonio one 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 weekend. I'm in Houston another weekend. You know, I'm back in Illinois. I'm back somewhere else doing travel. Like getting into the gym and getting pushed by other people, like is something that I don't think a lot of lifters value. That is a real special thing. Even if there's people you don't even know, man. Like when I got in the surge, there's some good lifters there, but at the same time, like they don't. We don't have that camaraderie as you guys do. Like as far as and I've, I've experienced it just a little bit. Like. Yeah, there's something there where you guys are trying to make each other better. You're judging each other. You're looking at each other's squats. You're looking at each other's RPE. I love that shit. I like it. It's cool. Okay. Does it ever get too competitive? I gotta say, I gotta. Does it get competitive with each other? So, okay. So, I have a dream. Okay. <laughs> On some right, Martin Luther stuff. Yeah. Do that it. like, I want the best of the best of the best of the best to all be in the same building around the same racks, all just getting after it, like no BS, no this and that, no on your phones, none of the, yeah, just get all that out of here 
Like, let's see how far we can really take ourselves naturally. You know what I mean? Like, there's something so special to what we're doing right now that, like, okay, I was just, I've just, that's my mindset. I've had that mindset for so, so long. And then I remember just, like, I was leaving the gym one day, and Seuss and Pobs walked in, and I was like, oh, I know you guys. Like, you, y'all are strong. Like, you, you're strong as, like, bro, I could feel the energy coming through. You know what I mean? And I was like, whatever y'all need, y'all let me know. And you want to train? Let's train. But, like, pretty much it's like, just keep it the training. And let's see how far we can really push things because whenever you just put everything else aside and you just focus entirely on that, like, you'd be surprised what you can actually do. Like, no offense. It's like, it's not, trying not to be, like, the, the guy, but, like, this, it just happens, bro. Yeah, and I think to, like, add on top of that, it's, like, another beautiful thing is the difficult part is just being able to put our egos aside to work together for the greater good. Because we're all grown-ass men. We're all big as fuck. We're all strong as shit. And it's like to come together and not a single one of us think that we are more valuable than the next person to our side. I think that is the key. Because it's like you bring somebody else. And, like, I've had an individual come to me recently, and he wanted to be a part of our group. And I literally looked at him, and it's like, this is very uh, unusual for me because I'm a pretty open-going guy. When somebody approaches me, and, like, I'm very open, like, I'm an open book. But I was like, sorry, dude. I can't let you in. We're, we got worlds coming up, and it's like, I don't know you. I don't know your energy. Like, we're, it's just right. Maybe after after worlds, nationals, maybe we can come back and see what's up. I will say that was my fault because, like, I saw him benching, like, Five, it was like five, four or five plates, but I mean, he did have bands on it. So that was kind of like a red flag, but, um, oh my God. <laughs> but I was like, Oh, you've got a big bench. Like come train with us. Like that's the thing is like, I feel like I'm very open to a lot of people. I'm like, Hey, like if you're going to train, train, like let's go train. And not everybody thinks like that. So Lugo doesn't look at the details till it's like, it hits the wall <laughs> as far as like, <laughs> yeah. I can see that. You know As for I mean? my like, my interactions with Lugo, that makes a lot of sense. Like he can invite <laughs> someone over, and we're like, like bro, like I don't know what he said, but uh, we're like in a time. You know, we're like, we're doing our own thing right now. But that's the thing is like, I don't discriminate against anybody. I just like to me, it's like if you're training hard, you're training hard, and like let's go, bro. Like I will look my competitor in the face and I will like I will hype them up. Like literally at PA Nats, like my guy the guy who was going against me, he was going for eight hundred to pull like Who is it? What's his name? Uh Tristan Nazelrod. Like phenomenal lifter. Like he was probably starting me on the day, but he just like some of the details he missed out on. Like there's just little things, you know what I mean? And I hyped him up. I was like, bro, like if you got it to beat me, beat me. Bring it on. Like I want to see you at your best and don't bring nothing less. Mm-hmm. But uh do that on a separate rack where uh, <laughs> it's not gonna take an extra hour. So you guys all share a rack, so like that's the thing. Like so, I don't know. Like um, certain people, like you know, you kind of like reserve like the two, like the racks in between. You know, you gotta get that little uh, that that mix going. Yeah. Um, if it's packed, like we're like you know how we say it, we're really nice. We don't. We're not the type of individuals that say, "I'll oh, get off my rack." You know what I mean? We'll whoever we got, we'll take advantage of it. Besides Lugo, Lugo's an OG. Okay, Lugo is a real G. Okay, I will say Lugo is like the unspoken ninja in the shadows. 
it will just get shit done. I can think All of right? three times that Lugo has kicked a fellow TSS. Because for me, it's like I'm a TSS member. I pay just like everybody else. So do I. But I can count three separate times. And I have I don't have the Go best ahead. memory where no. Lugo goes to whoever's on the rack and, like, he whispers – and it's like I can't really hear what he's saying, but all I all I see is Lugo talking. This guy is just like their eyes get big, and they're like, "No problem, bro. Like, let me. I'll, I'll move over. I'm almost bro. done. I'll, I'm done. I'm okay. done." Okay. Okay. No. 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 For that, that I want to. I want to clear the. I want to clear the air. I am the most respectful, like, peaceful person. I'll be like, "Hey," and I always start this off. I'm like, "You can say no. Okay. You can 100% say no to this, but like, do you need that bar?" Like, do you need that bar right now? Like, I've done that. No, I, I feel you. I've I've done that a lot of times. Where it's like, yo, like that's the only twenty kilo bar in the gym right now, and it's like that. Like, I, I like it at, under normal circumstances. It's okay if you use it, but like I'm like two weeks out. Like I have my last pull. Like I like the twenty kilo bar. I'm like I, I can get you the forty five pound bar. It's like it's not a big deal. I'm, and then I always be like, I'm I'm the asshole in this situation. I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm the guy. I'm like you're not doing anything wrong. I'm the one who's being a little bit demanding right now, so if you want to say no, it's all, all good, but it's a 20 kilo bar, and usually people are like, yeah, I don't give a fuck what bar. <laughs> like, I don't even understand the difference between the two. I will say in the most polite way, like, I'm literally like, bro, like, if you need it, like, you take it, if you, that's your rack, yeah, you're, you keep it, like, I'm 100%, but, like, it's like, okay, you got a bunch of stuff, okay, that's fine, like, we'll go somewhere else, like, it's not a big deal, but some people, like, I, I've actively, 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 like, Try to come off super, super nice, like super, super polite, because people are like intimidated by big people, and I don't want to have that stigma. Like it's just, it's a natural thing, and so I've actively had to like reverse that. I want you to remember that before you, before you waited until we all showed up to take caffeine, this son of a gun would walk in through those doors with maybe like six hundred milligrams of caffeine. So it's like you take that nice guy and you put him in his habitat where he's ready to sling some weight plus the 600 milligrams of caffeine and i think that perception of you just being as respect it just kind of flies over like undetected well six 600 milligrams of caffeine is that ipf approved that, i don't know does that, does that get it does that does that end up i mean i shit you not my first usapl competition i capped myself at 250 milligrams of caffeine because i didn't know it'll come up on the drug test i'm like oh shit am i gonna pop too for too much caffeine and someone's like yeah, you're yeah. a fucking idiot that doesn't happen you're, you're out of here get out of here angelo <laughs> personally i don't I, i've like actively tried to like get away from caffeine just because of like the uh detrimental effects like overuse yeah overuse get used to it yeah i, I feel it me i'm a big coffee guy so i drink a lot of, like because you too much too much coffee you literally get adrenal fatigue and like people have a hard time sleeping people have a hard time doing anything and like your life just goes to because like literally from adrenal fatigue you're like nothing excites you anymore you're just like a zombie and then you're peeing all the time and it's just not good it's just not good so like I don't even need it. Like I have like whatever ADHD or whatever, whatever you want to call it. I don't go to the doctor, so. But uh yeah, I could based on this interview, I could I could tell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we 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 but, we've uh we've came to that conclusion. But that's like why I think that's honestly why I like hyper focus on powerlifting specifically, like or just lifting in general. It's like it's my one thing that I can just turn my brain off and just do that and not think about anything else. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah. It is so. We are going to take a quick break. 
from the big, angry, heavy hitters in San Antonio and talk about the best powerlifting apparel in the game right now. Leflar Bros, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you are going to leflarbros.com, following on Instagram, and check out why they have the best merchandise in powerlifting. Everything they release is new, it's fresh, it's dope looking, and they make you look good from head to toe. And also, you can use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money on everything. They are a company that gives back to the sport. They are thriving. They are helping the sport grow. They are sponsoring meets. They're helping two white lights with graphics. They're doing it all. Leflar Bros is fantastic, and they keep on coming out with new content as well. If you check out some of the Arnold recaps, they are the best-looking things I have seen. Also, if you go on YouTube, you can subscribe to the channel and you learn a little bit about CB. There's going to be an interview with us soon. Um, fantastic company. And also, one of the guys on the podcast today is sponsored by them. Use promo code Big T15 too. Buy two things. Use promo code Big T15 and 2WL15. And now, we are going to go back to Big Chief and Oliveris Brothers. All right, now Luga's going to piss really quick, so we're going to have uh, the Oliveris brothers. But, I mean, I, I think when he gets back, it'll he, the, he could see, uh, fit right into this conversation because, all right, you got PLA, and that's done. That's over with, you know. You had a lifetime meet. It's you We're t- talking about uncharted territories here because I cannot relate to this. You were just shy of Ray Williams' all-time record total. Then you have IPF Worlds. You don't have a person at IPF Worlds that you are gunning for or that you are competing against. So what's the motivation after that meet? Um, so my motivation has always been the same. And my goal from the minute I started was just to be number one, regardless of federation, regardless of anything like I chose this path because it literally makes me the undisputed if I can go and accomplish what I have set out for myself there can never be an argument made towards my performances towards my career because I'm literally choosing to perform under the strictest rules under you know got to walk it out that's a 20 kilogram power bar it's mm-hmm. not a squat bar it's not Every, anything that we do is not designed to give me any advantage in any form, shape, or yeah. method, right? So you put that into it, and then you put that. Oh, Luke's coming back, and it's like he's he's I, ma- he may, making a beer, piss and beer run, which is actually impressive. Uh, I'll just keep, yeah, just keep, just keep, yeah, just put, put four on the table. Yeah, so <laughs> come on. Bro. So, anyways, <laughs> um. What, so it's like, I still have one more per, actually two. I don't, I don't care that we were two and a half keys away and the fact that myself, Joey, and everyone thinks that we, we could have gone three kilograms over, mm-hmm. over. Um, I'm still ranked number three. So it's like, as far as what I have in front of me, I still have Ray's all-time best performance and I still have Dan's all-time best performance. Um, I know Dan is coming back, uh, to sleeves here pretty soon and I have no doubt that he'll get 25 or maybe a little over but as far as the long term like it's like i don't have to worry about the side effects of being untested like that's all i have to worry about you got that longevity yeah all i have to worry about is staying healthy in training and watching my weight and making sure my leverages don't get messed up Mm -hmm. those are the two things that i just have to stay on top of and i just that's really it but until 
I'm at that number one spot. And I think on our latest YouTube video, I made a statement. I am not going to think about retirement until I've crossed the 2,600-pound barrier because Dan is just way too close to 25. I think he's going to hit it. I think TD is going to eventually hit 25. So it's like in my head, I'm thinking, like, what do I need to do to just go even further? Like, what can I do as an athlete at this position and stage in my career to just become the undisputed GOAT, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like 26 in sleeves is that. Yeah, that, we, is, that is what that is. We talk. Oh, my God. Yeah, Angela, I almost Angela broke my goddamn chair, yeah. I, that was such a powerful statement, I almost got knocked back off it. That's, That's what we needed, yeah. From our, uh, yeah, redacted light, the mountains are always redacted. Um, but, uh, yeah, the chair almost broke. But... We and Steve talked about it in two white lights. Like that feat might be take formulas out of it. Like kick formulas out. We don't care about formulas at this point. It is the best feat in powerlifting history. That total, that total that Ray had. I mean, because I mean, it's actually admirable from you because you are going at it from like the broader spectrum of powerlifting, like untested and tested. Um, to me, like there's a distinction for a reason. They're separating the reason. So I'm only focused on tested. If you're a tested lifter, I'm focusing on the tested records because it's it's separated for a reason. Fucking believe it or not, performance enhancers enhance performance. So I like to separate the two. But it's cool that you're doing that. Like, uh, like I don't I don't know, man. Call me delusional, but ever since I was a little kid, I just literally would fantasize. Uh, and like at the time, like Dragon Ball, like I'm not like a oh, great. Like, I would, oh, great man. I wouldn't consider myself a weed, <laughs> but it just happened to be something just, that my family would watch, right? Yeah. So no, I, I no, like, I know, I know you're big. I know yeah. you like anime. I mean, that was our first interview. Like, and uh, we've had conversations. Yeah, about like people who are fake anime fans. Yes, I do not. Yeah, I think that's why. That's why. Yes. I, uh, that's why I think I hate. People yes. who pretend to be anime fans. Like, it's like, bro, I know damn well that intro song you're lifting to is not getting you through that set of eight. <laughs> it's just not. Like, just quit. Just stop. And stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. But uh, back to the – so it's like – I mean, obviously, like, it's it's going to be more – but it's like, that's the reason. It's like, I wouldn't have it any other way. I really wouldn't because it's like, there's just something about it being undisputed. It's just something mm-hmm. – Beautiful about it. Yeah, it's like it would be the the most impressive thing in powerlifting history. It's not even. We're not talking about John Hack. I, I think it surpasses John Hack. I think it surpasses at like that super heavy, the biggest total. If you cross through all federations, it's like that is something that should be archived. That should be something that is kept in the powerlifting database as like something we should hold on to and once it gets broken again and i'll go one further i'll say not just the powerlifting world but strength sports in general Mm -hmm. because i feel like tested powerlifting is probably like one of the cleanest strength sports you can get into because when you talk strongman Mm. PDs is all over the place. They don't really yeah. talk about it because they don't have like a lot of restrictions. They don't really do testing. They just care about people putting the biggest performance, just the most entertainment out there, right? So it's like, if I can do this, and I believe I can, it's just gonna, it's just, I'm gonna literally be, they might as well put my name next to Samson or something like that because yeah. this gift, this potential that we have in our family, well, it's literally God given. I was I was about to say, because right now, as far as the super heavies go, 
um, you know, with Ray being out with injury and, you know, you still don't, you still never had that matchup. I'm telling you right now, Two White Lights has not released the fucking graphic yet and we had it made twice. <laughs> Over Two White Lights, we had the graphic made for Raw Nationals in 2021 and then we're like, well, we can't release it. And then for PLA, we had it like, Made again, and we <laughs> couldn't release it again. It's like, is there is there a point where Two White Lights gonna be able to release this graphic of the Super Heavyweight Showdown? Because it's like a weird, it, it's a kind of a weird weight class, especially on the. Actually, I think in all all of it, it's like we don't we don't have like the deep roster like eighty three. It's like it's the Goliath, so it's always like one or two guys going at it, or like maybe a third in there. We might have the heir apparent here because I think the juniors now. And I'm pretty sick of the super heavyweight, and the person to well, your right of you right now is like, that might be the story of powerlifting history if I we start. The pubs, yeah, before my, like, my build main that man. up. Uh, I talked to so whenever Ryan, Mister Lapidat, was interviewing me at PA, he was talking about how maybe Ray will make it to Sheffield, and it's like honestly, if they were to ask me like, do you care? I would say I don't give a shit if he has to qualify. If he's in good shape, you let him in. Let him. Well, I think on your perspective, yeah, I hate that. Like, (laughs) just from my perspective, is like, we, you got it. Like, so many people are fighting to earn that spot. Like, I know Delaney is really like, I'm gonna earn that spot, and so many people are like, I'm gonna. Um, uh, we have so many people who are trying to like fight for that position, and it's like, guy, like the last meet he did was USAPL. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, I would love to see it, but at the same time, like, yo. But I feel like if they ever broke the rules, it'd be for Ray. If they broke the rules for anybody, if they gave oh, yeah, the spot for sure. to anybody, it would be for Ray. Yeah. So it's like if he's in a position where he's he's looking great, he's feeling great, and he can make it, like, I want them to let him in. Like, I think to finally have that matchup on the greatest stage, if it happens, like, I think that that's what I want. But anyways, so Pablo, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and uh, before, like, this, uh, maybe this uh, direct your questions towards you, like, is is that something you're looking towards is something in your future? Like, what your brothers accomplish in really a short period of time. You're still a young dude. Like, and that's another thing people just don't – I forget that sometimes. Like, you have less competitions than me. You have less of a career in powerlifting, and this is – you're on the pinnacle of some really, really special things that – I mean, you could retire, like, after your meet and – Possibly, like, people won't touch it. But, you know, we got, you know, the heir apparent here. It was also your brother, which is fucking cool. Like, that's a cool aspect of it. And the way Pablo's, like, again, I saw him early in his career, too, part of FChat. And I saw, like, his, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, he's he's a strong dude, too. And then he keeps on getting better and better. Oh, man. Like, is that something you're, you're thinking of? But My heart is beating out of my chest right now. I have a lot of things to say about this. Um, I've always come second to my brother, whether it be football, track. I've always, always had to work 10 times harder, which is fine. I embrace it to the fullest, and I think people are scared to embrace hard work. And you know what I mean? It's like don't run away. You go full on, head to head. And I understand that powerlifting is the numbers. It's black and white. There's no blurred lines. There's no gray in between. Either you're strong enough to beat number one or you're just strong enough to beat top ten. And I don't care what place I'm in. You put my work ethic against anybody else and I'm going to match their energy 
Unfortunately, I'm at right right now because I work hard and I train hard. This gives me so hyped up because my brother is raising the standard so much that obviously super heavyweights are fleeing and they're going to take advantage of their juniors. And obviously some people in the open are starting to realize that they just they can't catch him until some other anomaly down the road. I'm him. I'm going to say I'm him, you know, and I think I'm capable of getting 900, benching 500, anything that I want to accomplish within this year, I want to do it because I'm training for it. And I've, like I said in our recent video on YouTube, I've worked hard, but I've been working way harder these past couple of weeks, ever since after P, uh, piloting America. There's just something about being on the platform on competition day. It just brings out the best and worst from you. How can you execute within nine attempts for three lifts? And it's going to show. It's going to represent how you are in training. And obviously, the way you do that is to go compete. And you get the experience. And you're like, okay, I got to do this. But obviously, my brother's my brother. And we have a long history and story of how we were growing up. And it just makes everything more the better. I mean, you look at the Stoltman brothers, which are some strong men, and the guys, what they've been able to accomplish, like those guys are top in, the, you know, I mean, in like the strongman um, field. And that's just what I want. You know what I mean? I want to showcase what me and my brother can do. You know, I mean, me and my brother can bring traction, not only for whoever wants to sponsor us or like be a part of our journey, but like we're doing this for each other. I mean, no one in our family. Besides our older brother, he has wanted to go beyond the genetic potential and see how great they can be. And it's like, obviously, we're Hispanic American. You know what I mean? You don't really see any Hispanics at the top stage. And for my brother to be, honestly, probably the first one at a world stage. Like, that's pretty big in the, mm-hmm. in the Hispanic community. In the open. Yeah. And so it's like... What me and my brother have as our goals is that we want to put Hispanics on the map as far as, like, just the community. It's like you guys are able to get strong. Mm -hmm. As long as you want it so bad, you change the direction of your priorities, whether it doesn't matter. Like, if you want to go into a hobby, like, get strong. Like, and that's just what it comes down to. And so, like, I'm ready, man. I've been training hard for it, and all I can say is – it doesn't matter what my total is right now. What matters is just, just, just wait for it. Okay, okay. I'd like to preface this by the, just to say, like the last ten minutes, I've been losing my cool, bro. <laughs> I've been losing. Google's been it. jumping up his chair. I, I wrote notes just so I don't forget what I was thinking about. But when it comes down to it, when it comes down to competition, it's like I want to see the best of the best, no matter. Like, okay, y'all were saying, like, okay, they're se- they separate natty and untested. You know what I mean? For a reason, whatever. In my mind, I think a little differently. I, if y'all haven't been able to tell, yeah. I get, I definitely think no, a little we, differently. We're all a little crazy sometimes. But anyways, it's like, this is this is what I'm trying to say here. It's like, I don't care if you're on stuff or not. I don't care if you got wraps on, whatever. Best total wins at the end of the day. You know what I mean? We got people going to Vegas. We got people going to Worlds. At the end of the day, best total is the best total in the world on that day. 
<clears throat> so this is a message to like, I was just share a little message to like a lot of people. There's a lot of kids out there. They, you, you see a lot of people in the industry who are on stuff and it's like, bro, you don't need that. And I think we are like pushing that, like think of your longevity, think of your health, think of your kids, think of the future, think of all that stuff. Like, don't think about the quick gains. Like, you can do this stuff natty. You can be the best of the best natty if you really, really put your mind, your heart, and your soul to it. Like, it doesn't matter. Show up and compete because that's the only time you're really going to see the true potential of what, like, the human body is capable of doing. I mean, I've literally have seen Pablo struggle, struggle, like, not even hit depth. And, like, grind out a 500-pound squat. I have seen him struggle with less than 315s on bench. I have seen him struggle with 600 pounds on deadlift. And, like, as his brother and as his mentor and as his coach, to see him come this far, it's like that feeling, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like, this guy is my best friend. And it's like the shit we have been through, the fucking shit that we've been through, bro, to get to where we are now, where we can be, uh, what's the word when you're like, and it's like, like, it's true. And it's like, um, I mean, obviously, like, if we, we can go into detail as to like why, like, I, I have a pretty concrete idea as to like just why I'm just a little bit more developed physically. Uh, as far as like, it was like our offseason programs in junior high, like he was more into basketball. I was more in the gym. Mm-hmm. So from seventh grade, like that's when I was into it. And he didn't really start getting into the gym until like high school, like seriously. So like off the bat, that's a three year advantage. We're like, when you're 12, 13, 14, that is the best time to get into the gym because your body is literally running a mini, a natural mini cycle. Mm-hmm. But I have no doubt in my mind that Pablo will cross every single thing that he has set before him because that's the man, that's the type of man Pablo is. And it's like, I've seen him struggle with school. I've seen him struggle with a lot of things. And it's just to have me in his way, right? Or in his corner, however you want to, whatever, however you want to describe it. It's like, I don't feel bad for him at all because it's like, if I want anyone to beat me, if there's anyone that I'm going to be happy for to beat me, it's going to be this guy. Yeah, they can't, they can't, yeah, there's, I I use the word unprecedented a lot, and that is like being surpassed by your brother. Like, if there was someone, like, you have that last name still there as far as the future goes and the record goes. And I'm excited to see it because I think the super heavies, to me, it's like the heavyweight division in boxing. I know, like, the, Analogies might not fit for some people, but he- when the heavyweights in boxing are, you know, at its peak, like say in the 70s with, you know, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, George Foreman, that was the complete, the all eyes were on that. And I think the same thing with powerlifting. Right now, the more the eyes, I think, are on the 93s and the 83s and, uh, possibly the 105s as well. But then when you get a, like, a good group of super heavies, that's compelling, and fuck, you guys can be like, if I'm going to use another boxing cl- analogy, you can be the Klitschko brothers, just fucking dominate the w- the weight class. But the reality, it's like, there's, I didn't know this, like, it was a pretty big eye-opener for me, like, on my first meet, I think I was the only super. We are going to take another quick break to talk to you about one of our newest sponsors, Obsidian Ammonia. Boys and girls, go to HypeDust.com and get yourself some smelling salts that will wake your ass up. 
there is levels to smelling salts, and they have all of them. They got a little spicy, medium spicy, really spicy, all of which are going to wake you up to hit a PR. Hell, maybe you work late one day and you just need to get through that last hour of work. I mean, recording this podcast, I was up to 2 a.m. Sometimes I'm editing podcasts. Hell, rip some obsidian and wake up for it. They give back to the sport. They help the sport, much like Leflar Bros. I got to love companies like that. They sponsor a ton of meets. They always help, and they've you know helped uh, Two White Lights already in uh, the short time that we have a sponsor. I love me some Obsidian Ammonia. Use promo code 2WL15. Get all the smelling salts you can. They also have apparel and merchandise on there as well. Use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money. I swear to you, you will not regret it. Also, make sure it's in the gym as well. If you got a gym, make sure you put it in the chalk bowl. That's the best place for some smelling salts. And without further ado, here is more of the big angry hitters, angry heavy hitters in San Antonio. There's just not a lot of people walking around at yeah. 300 plus pounds. Like, they're just not. Yeah. And especially, you know, tested. Like, exactly. people and like people just don't get that, that big. Yeah, like, I mean, I was literally 250 pounds at the age of 13, 14. And, it, and it's, I mean, it's a, it is like a thing, like, because I'm like, you're you're seeing the new crop of power things like you're just not a super heavy you're just fucking big maybe maybe you're bigger size but you're just not a super heavy but at the same time like the face of powerlifting what like when i got into powerlifting the face of powerlifting was ray williams and it's i i don't know if i'm going to say it's crazy that other people haven't like still wanted to be ray williams because it's such a genetic thing but we're kind of now now i think the face of powerlifting is you know it's a little bit different, and now it's about personality. It's about charisma. It's about marketing. It's about that kind of stuff. Where Ray Williams is a lot of it. You know, it was it was the strength. It was the feats. It was where he did it. Of course, there's a little bit of marketing because of you know how it's presented to people. But it, the super heavies were the like the driving force of powerlifting. Yeah, because I mean, it's just like who doesn't want to see a thousand pound squat? No. It's like, uh, who doesn't? <laughs> no, it's. It, I mean, that was that was the one thing that stuck out to me. I, dude, in 2015, I didn't give like, a shit about like anything else when I saw that on Sports Center. I was like, "What the fuck? A thousand pounds?" Because I'm like, I squat, you know, I squat. This dude's squatting a thousand pounds. I didn't think that number was even possible. Just to counter, just to get like the other side of thinking about things. Number, like, you take the formula away. Okay, whatever. For me, it's like, no, leave it. Let's see who actually is the best. Let's actually see. Like, whenever Jesus did his first meet, uh, when that one of the breakout meets, the the A eighty one pool, like, yeah, was, that was oh, insane. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what were you? What were you all time? Like eleven. 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 And then I was like, you know what? Like, okay, but. What else? How far can you really push this? How far are you willing to take things? How hard are you really trying to push things naturally? <laughs> Hashtag milkman. Hashtag milkman. Juice. <laughs> Hashtag signati. Um, but it's like how? Okay, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Strength is in the mind. Like you set your mind to it. You have to believe it. You have to like. That's where your strength comes from. So many people get attached to these numbers. They get attached to like percentages, and you're literally setting a cap on yourself. I want you to come into the gym, and I want you to load something. I want you to turn your brain off, and I want you to go. Like, it, you're all familiar with, like, cars, like, the uh, the governor 
the limiter. Turn that thing off. Let's see what you can actually do. Um, and then okay, I, I lost my. You go. I mean, I think Good that's job. a beautiful point. Good job like, losing your train of thought in the podcast, Lugo. That was, that was I, I awesome. Think, I think I can finish. I think I can finish where you started. Yeah. And it's like I think something that a philosophy, because that's really what it comes down to. Is like, what are your philosophies? What are your beliefs? And how do you apply them to what you do? And not once did the thought go through my head like, oh, I'll never be able to do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't I do that? And I think for a lot of people. You'll never run, you'll never hear this from Russell, you'll never hear this from yourself, you'll never hear this from Lugo, from Pablo, from Ashton, and you'll never hear them say, like, some, some baloney, it's like, you're not, you're never gonna hear them say, like, ah, oh, yeah, man, I don't think I can do that. Mm-hmm. Right? No, they're like, mm, maybe under the right circumstances, maybe after a period of time, maybe yeah. when I deload, maybe when this, maybe I can do it. And that's really all it takes, it's just, that belief of you have a chance. And obviously, I mean, the reality is you do kind of have to be built for it. You do kind of have and need those ability. But ability without belief is dead. Yeah. And it's like I've seen so many people. Honestly, I don't even think I'm that talented. It's like if for Lugo can testify, and he can speak on this, the talent of Lugo's Texas high school class was insane. <laughs> There was kids that would literally spit me, they would chew me out, spit me out, and just crap on me. But what happened is, I, life took me this way, and life took them another way, and like they never got to push further than what they could, but it's like, you know, it just comes to chance. They quit. Like at the end of the day, like they were strong, and they were happy with what they did at that time, but mama ain't raised, mama ain't raised no quitter. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, I like the emphasis on that. Yeah, that was a good enunciation. Like, honestly, like, in my heart, like, I really think that there's, like, a lot of negativity. There's a lot of people, like, your your instant reaction. It, there's a lot of psycholo- psychological stuff. Like, a lot of people are going to, like, try to push you down. They're going to try and, like, do this, do that. And in my mind, I shunned that. I was like, no. If you're any sort of type of negativity to what I'm trying to do, you can get out of here. You can get out of my face. Um, but then, like, you, if you're focusing too much on the positivity, like, you kind of, you're naive, you're, you get a little blinded. And then one thing that Jesus really showed me was like, you can, you can have that belief in yourself and you can, basically it's like, don't lean onto like the, the, the light, don't lean into the dark, but you use both. When you use both, and you're literally like you believe in yourself so much that you, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna prove those people wrong, but you're also proving yourself right. I just want to say that mean his shoes didn't come out the womb thinking like this. So just huge, huge shout out to our older brothers and our older sister. I would say and our mom, and um, they paved the way of how we mm-hmm. think mentally. Just the things we had to endure growing up, the things they had to endure growing up, and. A little bit of our backstory is that we grew up in an abusive household. And it's like through nature that caused my older brothers and my mom just to, for people that know, they know. You build such a very, very mental fortitude to keep pushing forward. And I pay full credit to my older siblings, their philosophies, their work ethic. And they just happen to, you know, be shared to us. And it's like we're able to take their 
uh, respective mentality, whether what they do in life, and we bring it on to our training and to our pla- and to the platform. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're able to showcase what how they think, how they operate, and our abilities physically. And it's like anyone can do it. I don't care if you're like number a hundred. If you've been through some of that stuff, you use it and you take advantage of it and you operate in a way that you've never had before and just see what happens. So on top of that, it's like a good example. It's like if you got fired from a job, the first question they would ask you is what other jobs have you applied to? Are you calling? So it's like I'm over here like, man, I'm sad as shit because I just got fired. And instead of them, I mean, obviously, like, I'm really, I do think mental health is important, and I feel like that's a conversation for another day, but I do think that, and I'm a very emotional, very, like, sensible guy, right? Like, I didn't know how to stop crying when someone chewed me out until I was, like, 21, 22, mm-hmm. and that's just, like, the God, that's the honest to God truth, but just the things... I, mean, I don't want to get too personal because then at that point we're putting like all of every, all of our dirty laundry out there. But uh, it's no, one just, listen, like, no one listens to this podcast. So yeah. The question is just like we were just taught to keep marching forward. Like if life wasn't going our way, we were taught not to like complain and point fingers and just be like, man, like this is a racial discrimination. Like this is some baloney. Like why do they keep their job? Like if they're being late, but no, it was like no, like you show up on time. You just put your head down and you go to work. Mm-hmm. That that right there is what I feel like was just instilled in us from a very young age. And I can just remember one of the things that stuck with me from my mom is like after my parents got separated, our mom started teaching us how to take care of ourselves. Like we started doing our own laundry when we were 10, 9 years old. My mom said, I ain't doing your laundry anymore. Like – you guys need to learn how to take care of yourselves for the day I'm not here. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, to me, over the past year and a half has just kind of stood out because um, for the people who kind of pay attention and put the clues together here and there, like, our mom's health has just not been the best over the past two years. And there's been a couple instances where we thought she was going to pass. Like, I almost pulled out of uh, Nationals last year because she got she was uh, got hospitalized, and we I didn't know if she was going to make it. But what kept me going to the gym, what kept me pushing through was my mom telling me, son, I'm doing everything I'm doing to make sure that you know how to take care of yourself for the day I'm not there. So in my mind, my mom, I mean, I've obviously we have these conversations with her mom where she's like, I pray and I thank Jesus every single day that you were, you guys are able to find something that you guys can make money off of, something that you guys love, something to keep you guys straight, something to keep you guys going forward. Um, and it was just like, my mom has told me like, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. So in my head, I'm like, there's no way in hell I can just like walk away from my destiny, from our destiny, because it's like, how the hell, like, and you can talk about the shit I've been through. A lot of the stuff that I've been through, I put myself through it and I've had plenty of people tell me to do otherwise, but you know, sometimes you just got to learn by going through the fire and it's just... You keep moving forward, man, and it's just like I think a lot of people in today's day and age, they don't really have that backbone in them. It's like the minute prep gets hard, the minute 
things are just not in their way. They start attacking their loved ones. They start attacking whoever's next to them. And it's like, man, like, it doesn't get better than this. Mm. To just lift weights, like, come on, bro. Like, don't yeah. just keep going forward. Yeah, and that kind of work ethic, too, is, like, you're just kind of on that, that breaking point there of being the strongest family in powerlifting, right? Like, I mean, if you have the open champion and the junior champion, like, just simultaneously, that's something that's not really seen. Some of the some of the biggest accolades in powerlifting. I will say that when I said it, I look back at my old posts and I'm like, "Damn, my captions are kind of cringe." But there's some. There's You're some young. Tr- You're young. It's okay. Yeah, it's called the junior. It's yeah. funny. It's funny though, Pablo. You're like not that. You know what I mean? Like talking to you, I'm like it's fucking so laid back and chill. Like so fucking laid back. So much machismo on this guy. Like I like. There's nothing that you've done that, like that's cringe. I don't know. I'm, I, I maybe I haven't dug deep enough. Maybe I just like because usually when I meet someone, it's like boom, that per- post that I saw is the first post in my mind that they've ever made in their lives, and it's nothing before that. But uh, I remember meeting you in Daytona. I'm like, fuck, he's just got some like you're like you're obviously the older brother. Like it's funny because like because he's like a little bit more laid back and like the fucking the party hairdo and shit. I will be the first one to say, you're not wrong, but there's some opposites here, okay? So, yes, there's been a lot of lessons that we've learned, and uh, I will say, I am the most on-site person, and Jesus is the most laid back. Oh, really? Personally, well, I yes. got that so wrong. I was no, like... No, 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 you, you're correct. Like, every time, like, because when I talk to Jesus, like, I'm like... All right, he's like he's pretty intense, and in, uh, as far as like just mindset goes, and like uh, like I'm oh, shit, I'm gonna fuck it, I'm gonna mention it. I remember hanging out with you, Texas Strength Classic, sitting there fucking lifting, warming up, like just chill, mellow, a lot of machismo, and kind of just like you know, I'm taking a look at some girls, kind of walking around, oh. and, shit. <laughs> and he's like, it's just like it's like yo. Check that shit out right there. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you can't get any more cooler than that. You're you're in the middle of warming up, and you're, like, that, like, certainly, if you go into warm-up rooms at, you know, nationals and stuff, people are pretty, like, they're focused, all that stuff. And some people are kind of just, like, chilling. You were kind of chilling, and it was, I don't know, it was kind of badass. I'm not going to lie. It's like, there's levels to this shit. It's yeah. like, the people are focused, of course, they're going to have a good meet. But then, like, the people who are also, like, kind of mellowed out, it just goes to show, guys, to my fellow men, there's always someone watching. <laughs> there's always someone watching you, all right? So, anyway. Yeah, you wanna, yeah, yeah, man. Like, anyway. who, it's like, you know, like the chicks dig the long ball. Chicks dig a 900-pound squat. Hey, man. I'm, who I'm doesn't? Working, I'm working. I'm working. Everyone, everyone is looking at a 900-pound squat. Hey, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But uh, back to that, that personality thing, man. Uh you gotta be there, Jello. You just gotta be there when uh, something's popping off, and yeah, it's like that's I, gotta, just, I gotta move to San Antonio. Ooh, that's what has to happen there. That's not gonna. Happen. We checked the housing market; it's not looking great. <laughs> we checked that Houston's their destination, but yeah, I guess I gotta see it because I'm. I always like I'm talking to people. I'm like, like Pablo's got the he's got the little bit more of the chill, you know, chill. Kind of like, yeah, like when I'm thinking like, you know, the Hawaiian shirt and shit. Like how I, but the thing is like people, like uh, Petrie told me, he's like, you look really laid back, like me, and you're not. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, you're so fucking angry all the time. 
But uh, I think that's just been, like I said, man, our older siblings has just always, it's always been that fight or flight, man. It's like you take care of your immediate family, which is like your brothers, your sisters, and your mom, and like their kids, of course. And that's just, you know, it's just we've we've had to fight for a lot growing up, man. And it's like if someone picks on, I don't care if Jesus is my older brother, you know, if, if and you know what, I'll even say this to our close friends like Lugo. If we see somebody... And, and you know what? This goes across the board. Even our older brothers, they may have never even spoken to one of our friends before. But because they see that we care for our friends, they're literally riding or, like, ride or die. Like, you're messing with one of my brother's friends, you're messing with all of us. And, like, who doesn't want that, man? Like, the, the security, the love, the camaraderie between siblings. And, like, yes, we've had our hardships, but this all plays into a bigger picture. And, you know, it just happens to be that we're in powerlifting. And it's like, trust me, guys, like, while we lift, I'm pretty sure Jesus thinks of some stuff in his head before, like a heavy single or like a, a top set. And it's like, you remember the things you've the like you've messed up on, like, with your siblings. And you're like, man, I just, personally, I carry that with me. It's like, I'm not a perfect brother. I've done some, like, you know what I mean? And it's just like... It carries with me, and it shows that the only way I can exert this force or exert how I'm thinking onto the bar and some KG plates. You know what I mean? And it's like, before I lift, I always think of my mom. She's always telling me, like, you can do this. And in Spanish, it's like, tú lo puedes hacer. It's like, you can do this. And, like, I replay that back in my mind before I lift. And it's like, mom, you're right. My mom is fighting the toughest battle right now. You know what I mean? She, to put this in perspective, she's squatting 2,000 pounds. She's benching 1,000 pounds. She's deadlifting 2,000 pounds. She's fighting the bigger battle that, well, what are we doing? Just, like, deadlifting some, some bar and some plates. And that just goes into the perspective, like, I need to do this because my mom's doing it harder. And, like, I feed off of her energy and my older siblings' energy. And it's like, we cannot stop. And whoever we're around with, go back to our group, like Mikey V, Clay, every single one of us, have experienced similarities growing up, and that's why we click. That's why we're so in tune with each other, and it's like, and I've spoken to Mikey about sometimes that it's like, I share with him of the stuff that we've been through, and he's like, no, bro, like, I understand completely. And even so, Ashton, that's what brings us close together as in Brothers of, like, Iron. What do you guys say, Lugo? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead brother. No, 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 no. Let me, okay. Um, it's kind of hard to follow that up, because that was very powerful. That was very intense. That was very beautiful. It's like when you try so hard, you know what I mean? You're trying, you're like forcing it. You you force it, but there's like a, you can push to the positive, you can push to the negative, but really like the answer kind of lies in the middle. Like you're going to, you're going to turn that fire on, but you also got to be cool, calm and collected and like realize what you're doing. You're walking that line. Um, That goes so, so far, like. Not just in, like, I learned this from lifting, but it's something I've, like, taken into life is, like, you could be, you could be on top of the world in the world view and be going through the worst part of your life. Like, sorry to get so deep, guys. I'm so sorry to get so deep. I'm, I'm just a deep person. Angelo's just looking at all of us talk about this stuff. He's like, damn. Yeah, this is this is gonna be yeah. this is like the deepest yeah. two white lights podcast. Like, yeah, it's like we we just often just try to piss off people and then see if we'd like who, who, who can we bother this week? But no, I think uh, I think this actually yeah this actually might help. This is the pro <laughs> possibly the pro positivity podcast of two white lights, which is 
We're off in a pro-negativity podcast. Well. Yeah, we, we can talk some shit soon. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take another quick break to talk to you about Stoic. Ladies and gentlemen, go to lift.net and get yourself some Stoic gear. I wear Stoic gear in the gym and on the platform because it is the best. It is affordable as well. They look fantastic. The quality is fantastic. The high reviews on knee sleeves, you know, bring a tear to my eye. I'm really, I'm happy that people are recognizing knee sleeves are so great. And also, remember how I mentioned they're affordable? They're even more affordable. If you use promo code ANGELO10, you will save yourself some money at checkout if you use that promo code ANGELO10. And not only do they have quality knee sleeves, the wrist wraps, the singlets, the belts are all fantastic as well. Use that promo code ANGELO10, and you got a lot of colors to pick from. Remember that. They're starting to get creative with their colorways. Lift.net, Stoic Gear, use promo code ANGELO10. And now we are back on to our interview. Yeah, well, it just kind of goes and comes. But anyway, so talking about Pablo, so I, I was just thinking about this while you guys were talking, and I feel like the reason why you felt Pablo was just so chill, and it's like how Pichu said, you look chill, but you're not. Yeah. And it's like the type of kindred spirit effect where it's like Pablo, we call him passionate Pops. And it's not necessarily passionate as in the term of, like, what he's pursuing. It's as passionate as in the fire. Mm-hmm. This guy, and obviously he's matured a lot. He's grown a lot from the young man that he he was earlier on in his life. But this son of a bitch. <laughs> this son of a gun. Hey, or dad. <laughs> Our dad, our dad is definitely a bitch. Oh, shit. But uh, respectfully, uh, I still love you, Dad, even though you do what you do. Anyways, um, <laughs> hey, if we're going to piss off anybody. Oh, yeah, off. sure. Yeah, when someone's not in the power. But uh, I'm also going to have a kick on that one. He's going to laugh his ass off. But anyways, and for everybody, he's going to laugh. Anyways, this guy, <laughs> I used to have to worry about when we were going to school of just like, man, if I see Pablo squabbing up. In the middle of the hallway, like, I don't know what the poor guy did, but I'm just going to have to come in and throw an elbow or something. <laughs> like, that's just kind of the type of guy Pablo was growing up. And it's like, I was fine with that. Because that's the type of people, like, it's like, I wouldn't want to have anybody else in the ring with me than this guy. Because mm. I know the hesitation, it's just, it ain't there. Well, It's full throttle. The thing, the thing I remember, though, at Daytona was like, Cause I like for people in competition day, like when they're competing, I'm like, I'm just going to give them like a dab and that's it. Like, I'm just going to like, yo, what's up? Some people are like a little bit more laid back. Mm -hmm. Some people are a little bit more focused. So I always, and I know this, like just being around enough big, you know, competitions, being around enough big lifters. I'm like, I'm just going to not talk your fucking ear off and shit. Like let, let them focus. So I remember seeing, I saw you. Just fucking walking through. And I'm like, okay, he's in his own. Fucking not talking. So then, like, he was kind of, like, leading it through. It's like, you don't want to get in the middle of this. But, like, it still kind of gave me this thing. Like, he's like, all right, like, I'm going to calm everything down a little bit. And But then you're describing the story, and it's the fucking opposite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like, I'm the worst judge of, like, fuck, of people uh, initially – Meeting them because well, no, I'm just not, sitting there like it's not bad because you got half of it right. Pablo, I will say he's way more swaggy than me. He has better. 
Pablo is all around. I would just say like a cooler, cooler guy than me because I'm pretty bland. Oh. I'm, I'm really just like you don't know what I'm thinking until I open my mouth because I kind of keep to myself. But it's like I'm super chill and like I'm, I'm like a potato or a sweet potato, right? But Pablo, I, I he's like some that, that analogies. <laughs> I, I, yeah, all right. <laughs> if you want to go with that one, we'll go with that. I'm, one. I'm okay with that. All right, cool. I'm okay with that. But anyways, I think our first meet, bro. Our first meeting in El Paso, we were in the back room, and after squats, I was swamped. But this son of a gun right here was freaking shoving people out the way because, like, we, we have, like, our talks before the meet where we're, like, we kind of, we know the game plan. We Everything that we do from the minute we step to check in, everything is scripted. Everything is game plan, everything. And it's, like, this dude... Like, it's like, if anyone tries to get in the way that we don't know, and their vibe is not desired or wanted, this man will put a palm in their chest and tell them, what do you want? <laughs> like, wh- what is it you seek? <laughs> but gone, fat. <laughs> hey, like like, I'm about to, nah, I can't do this Elden Ring. Nah, never mind. I'm, I'm going to skip on this. I'm going to skip on this. All right. Uh, no, I'm like, what the fuck is about to happen here? He was like, what the hell? Elden Ring. Elden yeah. Ring is awesome. Okay. PUBG is cool. <laughs> hey, uh, this is back to the guy that thinks so, so differently than everybody else. But anyways, <coughs> um, back to, like, the pissing people off thing. I've, like, honestly... Back to that, we were on that? We are on, like, pissing people off. How about, uh... It's a two white lights. It's a two white lights class. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta have, ti- we gotta have time stamps eventually, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, So, yeah, we, yeah. should we put us, like, back to getting... No, no, you don't have to go back to the... The, the people <laughs> listening to this, the people listening to this are probably just, like, enjoying their night. They're enjoying their day. They're just, they're just listening to this, you know? Let's, uh, but uh, this is this is what I'm gonna say. This is what I'm gonna say one thing because I've been holding on to this. Is like, you want to piss people off to like, you know, it's it's a natural thing. It gets like gets its attention, whatever. Um, I feel like you should be pissed with yourself, pissed with like the negativity in your mind, pissed with like that. Uh, yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying, I came to like a random place. I came to a random place. I came to a random place. But like, there's people, bro, that like they're literally so against everybody else. It's like, bro, you're not fighting everybody. You're fighting yourself. All right. Okay. I got a little philosophical there. I'm like, it feels like this is directed directly at me. And I'm like, cause I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, cause we said it were pro, te- which we are pro negativity podcast because, but I don't know. Um, I guess a little weak mindset could be there. I don't know. There's haters in powerlifting for sure. Let's get into some, uh, some good questions, man. Like, yeah. uh, what do you got for us, Jello? Like realistically, man. like lay it all on us. Like, I don't know. I'm All right. Well, realistically, what made you guys go PLA? Oh, because you know, because I mean, we've covered this so much in Two White Lights. This is something important for the sport, like federation-wise, or something for the future. Like, because the whole thing with all the powerlifting federations, people don't like it. It it confuses a lot of people too. Like. The problems I have explaining powerlifting to people, I gotta explain to federations yeah. to people. So, going to PLA, is it, is, is worlds that important to you guys? Did you like what you saw a little bit more with PLA? USAPL, you I mean, you have your national champion. Really, if you get a national champion, it's kind of a watered down national champion. You have to go and actually go and compete at the world stage to get challenged. Like, what was the reason? So, something I'm curious. And also, I never talked with you guys about this. Yeah, um, so for me, it was pretty night and day. I was just going to go wherever Ray went. So the literal second that I saw Ray post PLA on his page, 
I was like, that's where I'm going. If Ray would have gone to the Arnold, that's where I would have been. Mm-hmm. If he would have gone anywhere else, that is the meet I would have done. Um, Worlds does have a special place with us just because of our heritage, our background, and just what it means to our family. Like, um, I haven't spoken to my grandfather in a really long time, but news reached him that I had won Worlds last year. And, like, they just said that he started tearing up. Yeah. Right? He just, what it means to And you're at the family. legit Worlds, too. You're yeah. at the, the world competition. Yeah. Which I will say that about the IPF. I know that people listening to the show is like, I can be tough on them, but that is the world competition. It's the IPF mm-hmm. World World Championships. It's, it's, a, it's as legit as it comes. So, like, it does have significance. But to me, at that point in stage, I just wanted that matchup. I just wanted to outright be the best because um, we talked after Nationals last year where you were like, oh, you're, like, the best right now. But in my head, all I could think about was going one for three. And pulling 760, and go, and it was, that, that was it. Like, it was <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember out pulling you. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, anyways, right, I mean, I, I remember the conversation. Yeah, I remember, I remember making that joke at probably the wrong time. I remember being like, so, um, yeah, man, how'd it feel like I pulled you? And then you're like, like, just uh, after time. the competition, I'm like, like all right, I'm like, okay, I gotta work on the timing here, maybe the day <laughs> after I could have made that joke, I mean, but maybe I, not 40 minutes after. Yeah, I mean, that, that didn't really, I, I remember. I think I was like we're at a barbecue place. I I wasted no time, and I was like by one pound. It was half a kilo. But anyways, <laughs> well, yeah, because I remember coming that realization like after your third pull. No man, that that really I think that needed to happen for me to just kind of take it to the next level as far as like being super anal about every little detail that I can control. But that was really the only reason. That that happened. Like it really wasn't trying to pursue a second world title because I knew that where I was, as long as I could put my best performance out there, like I'm the best. So it was really just about beating Ray because I I know like I guess after Worlds, at that point I was like mm, yeah tw- I went back to 23 total and it was like mm, yeah like drug tested best, but I'm a I'm really big on matchups. Oh yeah. And I'm really big about doing it in real time. And doing it 1v1, and it's like there's just something about beating somebody outright on the same platform, the same meat, the same weather, the same humidity. Mm. That is what I wanted. That's what separates, I think, the USAPL, PLA now, IPF, then every other federation. It's the head-to-head matchups you get. You do not get that. And, again, I fucking sound like a broken record. Even when I say I sound like a broken record, that sounded like a broken record. It's so many times on Two White Lights, my favorite fucking thing to say. If you guys don't experience it, you've, you've missed out on a lot of powerlifting. Going into head-to-head battle in the weight class, and I think I'm talking to three gentlemen who are about to do that, right? And we got – and actually, I think uh, – because uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know if you were here for that. You might have been uh, up again to get another beer, but – and you were taking a piss, sorry, another piss break. Yeah, we're, t- we're going through a lot of these uh, redacted lights. We were actually talking about that not too long ago, about how traveling is so underrated. Yeah. How, like, people so easily like to say, like, oh, you're going to win. It's in the bag. But it's like, nah, you son of a gun. You yeah. still got to get on that plane. You still got to fly across well, the ocean. Yeah, and, and same thing, because, I, I like, for a little spotlight on Lugo here, Lugo, with your insane veteran shit, it ship in powerlifting. Like, people, you go on to open powerlifting, you guys are going to see it. Like, 
one of the guys who's seasoned, still young, and still seasoned, and competing in a one twenty class at Worlds, like you get a head to head matchup in the in the one twenty kilo weight class in the world stage. It's gonna be something. I told Lugo, I was like, come Friday morning, I don't wanna see Lugo, I don't wanna see Hugo, I need to see Kugo. I need you to be a freaking demon. Because for Mikey, for Lugo, Delaney, uh, I think as long as Delaney's plan goes nine for nine, but for Mikey and Lugo specifically and Keiko, like, these, they got, they need to be some demons. People people are literally running from you. They're so afraid to get beat. Should we name them? They're so afraid that they're coming. They're coming down to the one twenties. Come, come, let's go. I don't know. Is there names? There is. Is there? Don't worry about them. Don't do you want? Do you want? Do you want to list it? Because I actually don't know them. I was kind of hoping Eric would stay with the supers because he outpulled me. He's strong, bro. He's so strong. He outpulled me, at Eric Willis. Oh, okay. He's this a dude, super nice guy. He totaled twenty one hundred. Yeah, I met him and his family, but I want. I don't want to get outpulled again. And it's like I wish everyone that outpulled me would have. Showing up. Like, my goal is, it's just not about being the best. It's about being the best at everything. But mm. uh, he's moving down to 120. Okay. All right. Damn, that's a big fucking, that's a big drop. But. Even Sank, Sank Kosak. If you don't know who Sank Kosak is, he is an animal. And you know what? Like, he's looking pretty damn lean right now. I was like, bro, are you going to go to 120s? Because he is, he did win the 120 World Championship. And, but I think he's going super Nah, but he won it one time. He won it like his first year, whatever. Like that's that was the juniors. Nah, juniors. I thought he won world. I thought he won open. He is not an open world. Champion. Are you sure? Our fact check guy's not here. Steve Denovi is usually on this shit. So we love you, Steve. You're you're got to be in these in person interviews to get that after dark voice. But I don't know. You're I, I like yeah. Because again, Jesus, I think is going for numbers. Numbers are big. You're in a battle. Lugo, with with Bryce, you're already in a battle. Lugo's going to a war. Yeah, you're going. You're, I mean, that's that's the thing. So, are all in a fight, which is I think the eyes go a little bit more towards the fight. Like you want to see who's going to miss lifts, or if they all go eight for eight, who's going to have the big pull? Like what? I, I never get to talk to you about this stuff, man. Like what are you what are you thinking? Lugo's ready. All right. So, to give a shout out to. My boy <clears throat> at Sean dot seven one two. I am on a war path. Okay, this is not a time for women and children. This is not a time for whatever, bro. I want like look. I want to go there and I want to handle business and I'm coming back home. You know what I mean? Like people can go and see the sites. They can do whatever. You can have a good time. But look, we're here to do something. We're here to go against the best of the best of the best and let the best man win. Okay. Go back. Go back. All right, nice. You're you could you could take breaths as you speak, Lugo. You realize that, right? Like it's not you don't have to speak in one like a wrestling promo. You can just do it all in one. Like how I'm doing it. Like I'm taking breaths. Lugo, seriously, <laughs> this man has literally the energy of a tank. Yeah, right? he does. <laughs> this man, when he says he's on a warpath. He could be listed as the underdog. Not even listed at all, but you, but people that know it's, are it, betting on this man it, to come. Yeah, it's so, it's really up in the air. And like the 120 thing last year too with Dennis being out of worlds, like people are like, okay, how is this going to go? And this year's more interesting because you have an American actually there. And 
Americans bring the heat, no matter what. what no matter what yeah. main class, America brings the heat. I think Bryce just brought this up last year because Dennis kind of ca- it's very similar uh, in a way to like the super heavies, where someone casts a shadow and like, you got to maybe beat that number. But we haven't seen Dennis at Powerlifting America and also World. So then, what's your thoughts on this as far as one twenty go? Okay, 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 okay. So I understand, like I'm ranked number one. That's cool. That's cool, bro. But in my heart, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I know the world record totals, uh, 850 by Mr. Dennis Cornelius. We also have a 567 bench by Mr. Dennis Cornelius. And we also have a 848 deadlift by Mr. Bryce Krabschak. And the total is like 2157. It's like 978, something like that. You know what I mean? So in my mind, it's like, okay, cool. I hit 920 a couple times. Um, Rank number one, cool. But... Whatever, bro. That that to me that does not matter. Like to me, it's like, bro, you're still ninety percent from the squat, you're ninety one percent from the bench, and you're ninety percent from the deadlift. To give a little shout out to two white lights about the uh, lifter rankings. Oh yeah, lifter ratings. Fuck, we haven't done. We actually had to do it for all three of you guys. That's gonna be something. That's gonna be one. But uh, yeah, I we'll have to see what you said again. What did you say exactly? Because then this is gonna be dangerous. Because then if I post it and people get pissed off, they're going to point to you, not us. Hey, it's about that time. You know? These are facts. The, these are facts. Like, I did the numbers. It's 90%. But, and only that, that's from the 120 world records. But, you know, the 120s, they're like a bunch of soft guys or kind of like bigger or whatever. Yeah. Like, the super heavies are doing really damn – like, Jesus is coming up to like – he's number three? Yeah. Well, I think, man, I'm, 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 because re- this is, this is the probably the most anticipated IPF Worlds in a long time. Because I think last year was a little bit, it was weird. Be- uh, again, I'm sorry. Don't want to keep playing this card, but if America's not completely involved in things, it's not as good. That's the case with what we see in IPF Worlds now. America's involved in all the weight classes, and now people are glued onto that. So it's very similar to other years now where people are looking forward, and every single weight class has got something. And I think the 120s, that battle is going to be really, really fun to watch. I can't – that's one thing I can't wait to see. Of course, I'm hoping my you know my teammate, Leflar Bros. I want to see, of course, you reign supreme, but I'm, I'm really curious to see how the big subtotal heavy hitter handles the big puller. Like, that's something that – Oh, you got subtotal. I'm subtotal. Lugo's well rounded. I'm not a subtotal person, bro. Comparatively to Bryce, you are because he's the he is the deadlift specialist. He's a he's a specialist. Okay, there's no room for specialists anymore. Okay, I want you to be the best at squat, bench, deadlift, and not only that, not only that, be a decent human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that's a good message. Yep. Well, yeah, because. The ROC, the Russian, oh, whatever. Yeah. They're not competing. Ah, he won. But that's what makes me irritated is like his name is Konstantin Musayev. And he totaled 940 kilos this like recently, recently. And that makes me so mad that like I want the best of the best. I don't care what is going on politically. I want the best of the best on the same platform. And let's see. What, let's let's go, bro. So who would you say is your main competition then? Because. You just said, you know, like as far as it's not well roundedness, maybe a deadlift specialist is Bryce. Then who are you looking at as far as your competition at the one twenties? Okay, at the one twenties, 
it's technically still Dennis, Dennis, and Bryce because they have the world record totals. But in my heart, come June tenth, eleven. Who are your ops or eleventh? No. Ops. I don't have any opposition. We're who's the ops, bro? The ops is my own weakness. It's okay, bro. We, I know the conversations we have in the shadows. <laughs> this is a good opportunity. I've never been on a podcast before. I'm experiencing this whole thing. Mm-hmm. The opportunity we have right now, the group that we are, individuals, we're coming with some smoke. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jesus and Lugo are about to go represent US of A. That's really more on the women's team. Well, I th- yeah, good point. Well, no, Coco, that dude's a beast. Mikey's, Mikey's been uh, keeping tabs on him. Ooh. This is actually what I was going to say. This is what I was actually going to say. So, like, I try to keep things very realistic. I try to keep things very, like, humble. And, like, basically, Mikey, <laughs> Mikey D is like, you know what, bro? If, my, if you watch, if you, actually, go to my YouTube, guys. Make sure y'all go to my YouTube and watch those videos. There's a lot of, like, very informational content. But and one of the first ones, whenever I got my SPD belt, Mikey was like, nah, bro, we're all, we're all world champions. We're all gonna, and I was like, bro. Get that out of my face. Like, you're not a world champion until that last deadlift is put down. Until You know what I mean? Until the day is done. I'm pretty sure Mikey said national champion. No, he said world champion. Are you sure? I don't, I don't think he said that. I think he said we're national champions. Let's just smell the roses for a little bit. Mikey knows his shit. That yeah. dude. Yeah. But Mikey, and, Mikey has the most work cut out for him, bro. Like, bro, you okay? Mikey, I wish he was confident. here right now. By I the really way. do. I really do. But. I wish he was here. Yeah, because I think I even failed to mention that rundown there, Mikey in 105s too, because that's gonna be a Ooh, battle. Let's uh, uh 105s. Are, uh, that's gonna be a definite fight for him because it's it's never an easy. It's even if Ash was there, it's not an easy weight class to win because as good as Ash is, it's a fucking hard weight class. That is. I think the best overall lifter last year was in the 105 weight class yeah, at IPF yeah, Worlds. Yeah. Uh, totally. So, actually, uh, I actually called Mikey before we came over here, and he was like, "Man, you know what? <sighs> Mikey is like you said. He keeps himself a lot, but he's opened up a lot to us. That man, and I said it before, is one of the hardest workers I've seen, whether it's diligently or loud. That dude is on his grind, and." I can willingly say that him being a part of this group, he's opened himself like, you know, man, I got to push. Because this is something about being surrounded by people who are just stronger than you. And Lugo's heart is about, uh, I've talked about this before. And it's like, it exploits your weaknesses. Like, damn, what do these guys have that I don't have? And look where Jesus is at. Look where Lugo is at. What do, what makes them tick and train this way? Bro, Mikey and is underrated. Mike, okay. He is underrated. Bro, he's and the most like, underrated person in the world right now. Hold on. I just, bro, it just, I, this is for, hold on. If we go into underrated, overrated talk, that's gonna be hard. Yeah. But get, Pablo, finish your thought. And it's just like, I listen to the King of the List podcast. Mikey don't listen to that because he, he don't need any of that. Mm. He just knows what he has to do, gets it done, and gets out of the gym. And, like, I will say on behalf of Mikey, and just like, this man is going to have one of the most ecstatic performances. And as a person seeing it from, like, a different POV, it's going to be one of the best. Because I see what – he's, like, an, an, he's unraveling this new – Yeah, he's – 
it coming back from injury too. Yeah, it's just a hard thing because it's it, it takes a long dude, and it was a bad injury. It wasn't like an e one of those like the strains. It was something that you have to recover from. Very it serious. took him out of nationals the year prior, um, which I think a lot of people were anticipating him for Sash again and Bryce. Like that trio right there was huge, and I, I mean he did beat Ash before. He was second. It's like how powerlifting moves sometimes because people look at your old numbers. They don't realize how long it takes to recover after an injury and getting that confidence back and really starting to increase the weight. And also when you are at a high level, you have to stay at that high level. You can't just do a local meet. You can't just do a local meet and, you know, say I'm back and put together a total. You ha- he, he immediately has to go into a nationals and then beat one of the best lifters in the world. And Anatoly is. He's one of the best lifters in the world. Going. He's not even going. Okay, uh, okay. He's not? He's still on the noms. No, yeah, well, is he? Yes. Wait, wait, hold on, because he's. I know he's from Ukraine. Hold on, I want to say something real quick. So, hap- oh, yeah, <laughs> I think there is still. I mean, I think Ryan talks about how he. I don't really follow him, but I think he's like he does errands for the military. But so does uh, oh, okay. Novikov, Alexei Novikov. And okay. if Alexei is able to compete continuously with strongman. Then maybe there is a chance. Well, here's the thing, though. As far I mean, possibly. I mean, I actually didn't know that because I, I guess with the international lifters, I'm not too up to date with it. But it's something you still have to think about doing the world competition without the main person there. Always the conversation goes to that. It's happening in the 83s right now, in 82 and a halfs. Russ isn't there. We're like, okay, 82 and a half is cool. Like, Delaney is incredible. You have, uh, uh, Tim Managati. He's doing great things. He's a definite person up there in the top five, but we're all looking at Russ. And it's like, if you don't have that performance that could beat that person, then people still look at that. It happened with the 74s last year. I could ask people who won the world championship at 74 kilos last year. No one knows. And it's unfortunate, but no one knows because you know who the best in the world is. Same thing with the 82 and a half and same thing with the 83s. We know who the best in the world is right now. It's Russ. We're all chasing Russ. So, no, he is. I'm sorry. I hear from Lugo. He's the best in the world right now. He needs to completely, I mean, I know he's snapped up a little bit right now. He's going through some injuries. He's still the best in the world. He's got the world record total. He's got everything. In the 105 weight class, I think it's the same thing applies. He's a defending world champion. You have Ash, who can be 105. You have Bryce Lewis out there. It's like, if you go to Worlds, you're going to still have to, if you win that Worlds competition, you're still going to have to have, answer those questions. And as a competitor, same thing for me. Say if, like, Russ and Sean get hurt. Or they don't have their performances. And I total say 8, 15. It's going to have an asterisk on it. Yeah. I, they ain't the best. Like, the, like I was better on that day, but it's not the best. Like, I know, like, these guys could beat me 9 out of 10 times. Because they could totally eight fifteen in their sleep. Okay, so, uh, God, I hate to be the guy that go back in time to, like, what we were talking about before. But this is, uh, this is, from, this is one thing that I've noticed with Mikey, with Mikey Davis. Mikey D. Um, and it's one thing I've been trying to, be, like, get him to believe in himself to just, like, you know, stop all the extra stuff. Just like, bro, you have to realize how close you are. So, Anatoly was the best lifter at IPF Worlds last he beat year. Keiko and Russell. He he yeah. squatted seven. And they both went nine for nine. He went seven eighty eight. Mikey is capable of like seven fifty, whatever seven sixty six maybe. 
Um, the bench, the actual bench record, um, and this is kind of a thing that I picked up from uh, another world champion or one of the best in the world is like, okay, you can chip it or Ooh. you can just go the straight two and a half. Oh, um, Flake. Yeah, so it's like it's like you can chip the record by a pound, or you can go the full two and a half. And I was telling Mikey, I was like, bro, the bench record is only five, uh, whatever, whatever it is. But to beat it, it's five eighteen. I'm like, dude, you can do that. You can do that. And then you look at the deadlift record, Mr. Deadlift, the guy who just pulled five oh two and a half, Mr. Christoph Wurzbecki, like he has, he still has the IPF world record for, uh, in in the one oh fives. And I'm like, dude, Mikey. You can do this, bro. Like, you can actually beat that squat. You can beat the bench. You can beat the deadlift. And the thing that irritates me is, like, and I, I'm not trying to call you out, bro. I, I love you, man. I love you so much. But it's like, bro, I want you to see what I see one of these days. And I want you to take this as seriously as I'm taking this. Like, you're closer to those world record totals to being the best in the world. You've already... If you really look at the numbers, Ashton Ruska is like, what, number one? Yes. Right? Yeah. Right? You already beat him one time. And you know what? Like, <sighs> bro, I believe in Ashton. I love Ashton, bro. Like, we freaking trained together since we were freaking 16, 17, whatever. But, like, he's, he's, uh, I mean, he's, he mentioned something else about, like, CrossFit or something. I was like, whoa, 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 bro. You're not even done. Like, you get that out of, you get that out of your brain. Like, you keep going, man. Don't stop. Ashton Roscoe has already set an airstrike on you for doubting him just a little bit, just by the way. It is still, in my opinion, the most stacked weight class if everyone just stayed there. You know, cause now with the split, you have weird weight classes. I think Ashton's going up 110. Um, you know, you, Anatoly in a weird situation. You have Mikey D recovering from injury. Bryce Lewis is down to 90 kilos. But if we just go back in a time machine one year and Mikey D doesn't get hurt, you're talking about Mikey D, Bryce Lewis, Ashton Ruska, and Anatoly. And really, there's a debate between all of them. There's a conversation between all those guys on, on who's the best because that's how good Mikey D was looking you know, at Nationals in 2019 and then after Nationals in 2019. I don't mean to be like the heel of the group, but I think I'm the only one – that thinks Mikey is overrated. Ooh. And I say this with nothing but love because I'm the type of person who it's like you are de- – in this sport, you're defined by your most recent performance. Yeah. And, like, I can I can, I can Dude, speak on you are, that. Dude, you're 100% right on I that. I can speak – They remember you until your next fucking meet. Like, that's – it's it's hard. There's not a Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday that goes by – that I don't remind Mikey that he is fourth on the nominations. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the That's King a good of the point. podcast. Uh, Mikey said that he feels like he's being slighted because he has the experience. He's had previously good performances, but I'm like, bro, you need to get that shit out of your head. Mm. Stop being complacent. And obviously now it's a different case. Mikey's not the same lifter that he was. No, the Mikey that we have right now is, like, the most dangerous Mikey that we've ever had. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's coming into his own, bro. Like, there's a animal in there that whenever it's unleashed, it's going to be, like, it's going to be the best in the world. Actually, you and Mikey are going at it. You and Mikey are going at it because you have the pos- the chance to be the best in the world. You're number three right now, bro. Like, you can be the number one person. 
but I also see like we're 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 gonna battle to this, and I think yeah. that's a that's like the beauty of our friendship, yeah. and that's like one of the staples is like you think one way, I think another way, and we come to this like agree like we we listen to each other, and we we you know what I mean we we're not gonna just like I'm not gonna listen to you whatever, but um like I really see that I really see that, and honestly at that same token like I'm coming to you bro like. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're in, in my mind, like if you're not trying to be the best and you're not trying to keep going, you're already lost. If you are complacent with having a 551 dots in 2019 and you were this and that, and you're, you know what I mean? Okay, cool for you, bro. I'm, I'm you know, if that's as far as you want to take it, I respect that, but I'm not gonna take it that. Mm-hmm. But oh, hold on, well, didn't even finish, bro. My bad, my bad. But. Yeah. Cause, it, but I don't mean it in any disrespectful way. No, it's, it's actually a good thing to sometimes say to people. Yeah. Because for such a long time, I consider myself overrated. Like, I don't mean like it's like I just want Mikey to realize just how much better he can be. Because I truly believe that Mikey Davis can be an Ashton. Like, it's like he's beat Ashton before. Mm-hmm. Like, he can match him. He's not going to be an Ashton. He's going to be a Michael. But Davis. What I'm saying, like, he can match. I have no doubt in my mind. Uh, he pulls a couple more like healthy uh, cycles together that he can match what Ashton is doing right training now. Cycles, training cycles, training cycles. Yes. Yeah, we, yeah. I like how so you specified that like six thousand times on this podcast. <laughs> You're still blocks, gonna get an out of me test now because blocks. of that. Yes, training blocks. <laughs> Fine, bring it on. A couple training blocks, and that's the type of pe- person that Mikey can be. So it's like I want him to like reinvent this image in his head where he's just that guy. And it's like, it's just, I don't know how else to say it, but it's like, I think he should think of himself as fourth place nominations. Like, people are literally saying, even Joey, and I love Joey. Joey is my guy. He's my boss. He's my coach. He's a friend to me. He's a brother. But I've heard Joey say verbatim, all Mikey needs to go is nine. So anyways, it's like, everyone is literally saying that Mikey just needs to go nine nine. I don't agree with that. I think Mikey needs to bring out every single ounce of man. Everything. Everything. We are going to take another break to talk to you guys about Freshly. Powerlifters eat healthier. You don't sometimes, and it's frustrating because eating healthy is important. It helps your recovery. It helps your workouts. It makes you feel good, too, believe it or not. Sometimes a pre-workout meal of gummy worms and Monster Energy drink doesn't make you feel good for the gym. Freshly has pre-made meals that ships nationwide. So it doesn't matter where you are in this great country, you will get some Freshly meals. They're macro-friendly. They have vegetables. They have vitamins. Those things that powerlifters often neglect. Food is important. Freshly's got you covered. They also taste fantastic. I just had a pulled pork uh, bowl with uh, some some grains in there and some vegetables. It's fantastic. And use promo code ANG, A-F-F, that's A-N-G-A-F-F, to get yourself some Freshly meals, optimize your training, optimize your health as well, and get some delicious Freshly meals. And... We're going to get back to our interview. Mike, can you hear us okay? I got to know. I can hear you. All right, sweet. Yeah, because we're all on the mics right now. Mikey, thank you for dropping in on this podcast, man. I just said you were overrated, bro. Yes, sir. Love and respect. Thanks for having me, bro. And I said you were underrated. Yeah, so just to recap you, we were having a nice conversation about, like, the 105s. Talk about underrated, overrated. We got Lugo thinking that you're underrated and Jesus thinking that you're overrated. What do you think? <laughs> If I'm being real, 
Alright, in my own head. Yeah. Alright, in my head. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna think I'm underrated, right? I think I'm the best in on the world's roster. I think I'm the best lifter on there. In terms of my performance, I didn't really show. I didn't really show the way I feel about myself. So I would say that um, I'm properly rated. I've heard some things from the boys about King of the Lift saying like I don't. I didn't hear it myself, but that I they don't know if I can perform on the international stage, things like that. And I haven't really given anybody a reason to think I can. You know what I mean? So I'll take that for now. We'll see. We'll see in June. But I think to be a little bit more brutally honest, like you're fourth on the noms, bro. I'm what? What was it? You're fourth on the nominations. People are saying you said. just need to go nine for nine to win, but I think that we need to see Michael Davis. We need to see Michael Dangerous Davis. We need Mikey to be a demon. We need to see Mikey come out there like he's never had before and prove that you are the best. Like you've seen, you've seen me train. I want to see you train the way that I train. I want to bro. see you become a monster. What is happening right now, bro? You know what's funny? I'm I'm the one he's looking at, and I'm not saying any of this. <laughs> bro. Like, I'm like, I'm, sorry, man, you're the only one I see right now. And yeah, but I mean, but I mean, <laughs> nah, like, to be good. fair, it's like we these are these are conversations we all have every day. It's and like this isn't anything new because like every single day I'm telling Mikey like, bro. Your best pull at PA was 760. I literally told him that before he pulled 788. And it's like, from here on out, every pull that you pull over 760 is better than what it was at PA. And we say that with love because we believe in you so, so much, brother. We believe, I believe in you so, so much. They're gonna, they're gonna take that route, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the, uh, Custody Amato route and I'm gonna tell you, you got this. Customato. 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 I believe I gotta be again, I'm gonna but get so I think, mad. I think where people can kind of get the wrong interpretation is like I'm only measuring you guys by the same ruler I measure myself. I do not so it's like as strict as I am with myself in my head, in my heart, that's exactly how I'm gonna keep you guys to the same measurement because it's like this is what has brought me to be at the point where I'm at. And it's like, that's the edge that I bring. So it's like, I don't have a single doubt in any single one of you guys, but it's like, there's something about just, just keeping that over your, that chip, that chip. And that's really all it is. It's just having that chip on your shoulder where it's like, you come in every single day with something to prove. Uh, wait, uh the last one, you can have it, bro. I'm good. All right. I gotta drive. I gotta drive. Okay. So, Sometimes I think, I don't know. Sometimes I think y'all don't think, my training's as intense or I'm just not like an, I don't out, I don't project it. You know what I mean? Like some people like, like to scream and shit. And some people like to yell after they live. Like the intention is there in my head and I'm hyped inside, but I'm just not going to be fucking screaming. Like in the gym, that's just not my personality, but the chip is on my shoulder, bro. I, I mean, you've seen how I've been training my fucking grip, bro. Hell yeah. Freedom holds. I'm loving the freedom Hell holds that I see. I've been going crazy on the on the shit that I know I need to fix. Like Yeah. The intensity's there. Well, one thing that I actually mentioned um uh, prior to this was kind of like this and what you said, the recency bias in powerlifting. It's like you don't 
you're always judged by your last performance, but I think if we take a time machine and go into 2021 and say, you know, you don't have that uh, unfortunate adductor injury, we're talking about you, Bryce Lewis, Anatoly, and Ash. That is a legitimate who conversation. Is, who is Bryce? I, uh, you're talking that. a little shittier, man. You better even back it up. Did he, don't do that, he bro. a picture where he was like, but naked? <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully? Respectfully speaking, of course. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, allegedly. Uh, but if we still go into that, like, it's still a debate, but then a year passes, and you have Bryce Lewis at 90, Asher Rusko won 10 because of the split. Anatoly is going through a unique situation, so that kind of leaves you there. I think that it's just a strange situation, but, again, if we're looking at, like, you at your peak and everyone else, it's still you're within the best. Do you think that people forgot about that? I mean, like you said, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sport, right? Like, people want to see the numbers. Um, I went into PA Nats in my head, like, not even – I wasn't even worried about PR total. I wasn't really worried about PR in my squad bench, right? I just wanted to win to go to Worlds. But then me missing those two lifts, it may, it puts in everyone's mind that I'm not – maybe I'm not capable of hitting the the 2K threshold, whatever, which is fine. Fuck that. Like, if I was on the outside, I probably would think the same shit. I'd probably mm. be shitting on me, bro. I'd be talking about my grip and how – But I, no. I want you to know, bro, it's like – Forget those people. The reason why I'm so harsh on my opinion of your status is because I was in that same position uh, not too long ago where I, w- I, w- I literally went 9 for 9. I had an 881, and then I fucked up. I goofed up, and that 881 downgraded to a 760. So it's like – I'm like, and I look, and I know you. I know that you know, bro. That like, I just want the best for you, and I think that's what makes all of us so great with each other. Is because the standard. There is not a single team, bro. A single team in this planet that trains with this same standard, bro. And that's why I love you guys. That's why you guys are my boys. And to a lot of people, that just means friends. But to me, like to be my boy, like that's my brother, thick. Uh, Blood is thicker than, I don't know, I guess it's the opposite because it's not blood related. And the reason why I believe in you is because I believe in you. Bro, but you, the way you say that makes it seem like I don't believe in him. <laughs> no, you do. You I do. do believe in my You do. Team. It's just I'm literally just measuring him the same way I measure myself because I was in the same but boat. I think we can have both of these opinions. Okay, I like that. We can have both of these opinions. You can take that side of things because, like, you showed me that side too. But... It can't be the only one. You still have to have that undeniably, like, blind faith that you are the best. And if you don't believe you're the best, then get out of the way. Get out of here, bro. But, like, you're not. You're going to stay here, and we're going to keep going. And we're just going to keep doing what we're doing, and it's going to be – this is literally legendary stuff. Like, people are – this is not just today. This is not yesterday. This is forever. (coughs) Excuse me. Where's pause, bro? Yeah, yeah, hold on. All right, Mikey. Nah, bro. Mike, Mikey. Mikey, I've been dying to talk to you, bro, but these guys, we, we're sharing one mic, bro, and, like, these guys... Yeah, we got to pass the mic. I apologize, Mikey. Oh, okay, I got I feel you. like me and Mikey connect I was just wondering if he ain't different... said a word since I got here. Me and Mikey connect on a different level than I would suggest, like, he does with you and Lugo. Because it's like, bro, like, I, Mikey's been there with me when I'm by myself, and, like, we share. And it's like, I see the purest and truest intention of that man. 
And Mikey, let me tell you, bro, like that, that IG story I made the other day, bro, I believe it to my core, bro. And it's like, you have come into our life, my life, and it's like, bro, like I want nothing for the best for all of us. And it's like, you bring such an important piece to our puzzle, bro. And me as a, as a younger guy in this group is like, like I said, bro, I don't kind of joke about it, but like, you're my big bro, man. You know what I'm saying? Like all you guys are my big bro. All of you guys are laying down a foundation for myself and for whoever is watching this. And it's like, bro, like I look at you guys and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're, we train together, but I take a step back every now and then. And I'm just so mesmerized at the fact that I'm training with literally some of the best lift, literally the best lifters in their respective weight classes, working for the same goal, training for the same dream. And it's like, I am in awe. And like, I respect that to the fullest. And it's like, like, yeah, that's real, bro. bro. This is legendary. We're spoiled, bro. And then, okay, okay. And then I, I'm going to go on the opposite side of things as always. And I'm going to look at you as like the, you're, as like the the little bro that like you know bro, you've gone. I don't care. It's not the age thing. It's not an age thing. It's just literally like okay, bro. I believed in you from like the day I I've dude like 2017. You know what I mean? Like when you were still doing your soft touches and you're still doing like whatever you're doing with your squat. Whenever. <clears throat> well, let's keep that out of here. But <clears throat> but um, but it's like it's like I'm not in awe. I understand, and I see it, and I'm conscious of it, and I just still expect the best from you. Like, I could look at the most people when they come into the warm up room and they see Jesus warming up, they're they're shocked. They're like, "Oh my God, Jesus is squatting seven sixteen so fast!" It's like, bro, bro, no, it don't matter about the weight. There's there's it doesn't matter about the weight. How are you moving that? And just expect the best from you, bro. Like, <sighs> I hold on. I'm with it, bro. I got you. I get it. This is a lot to digest. I know, Mikey. I'm sorry. Sorry, you on the spot for this. Yeah, y'all coming at me, bro. Not, not. But in a good way. In a good way. Literally, not me. I'm just sitting here, kind of drinking my beer. Nothing but the mold. The best intentions for this man, bro. Like, and then bro, I'm with you, bro. Bro, like, like what you mean to me, bro? Hold on. What you what you mean to me, bro? Is like when you first moved here. I saw it as a good op- opportunity to continue to learn, not just like as a as a coach, you know, because obviously like little things that you say here and there, like as far as scheduling, like I try to incorporate that to mine. Uh, but it's like you've been around the block a little more, and like for me, even regard like put the numbers away. It's like anything I can learn from you, bro. I'm gonna absorb like a sponge. But it's just like the standards. And, like, that's just how I look at it. That's just my perspective, how I measure myself as far as, like, where I'm at at the time. So, it's, like, if I would have had to shoot me and I would have gone, like, one for three again, I'm telling you, bro, like, that, that's what, I've, that's bro, what I would have been to me. But what, so, I'm, what I'm telling you is we're on the same page. I agree with you. That's why I said I'm going to bring properly, you a on Monday. No one's really gassing me, I feel like. And I don't really – watch any of the king of this stuff or i don't know who has said anything about me but what i've heard is that it hasn't been like the most positive stuff but that's why i said properly rated like i didn't show my best and then they're they're not talking about me like i'm, well, I'm the best which is it's cool well my thing is because uh i think i was talking to joey and he said like all you have to do is go nine for nine 
And I'm not disagreeing with that, but I think that the philosophy in that statement, I think it's toxic because I don't think any single one of us should ever have that in our heads. I think every time we're under the bar, every time that we're pushed, obviously people are going to have I their know, I, Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to disagree with you on that one because well, well, at times – of two white lights. No, 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 no. I'm saying as far as, far as nine for nine goes, like sometimes like it's a similar to Chance Mitchell and Jonathan Keiko at – uh, Power of Thing America, Allegedly. where nine for nine for Chance Mitchell, he had to take a lower deadlift. I had to pull eight oh four to beat Russ. Fucking not happening. We, so like the thing I have to do is go nine for nine, and that's a win for me personally. That's a win for me personally. The way, just to like, just to like counter that, like on the totally opposite side, like that's just statistically speaking, right? Three nine for nine, you can go three for three. And be the best person in the world. I'm t- I'm talking about philosophy, but that's not happening, bro. I'm just talking about philosophy. That's not happening in the world. Yeah, I I don't know. I just uh, I, I I guess I think I don't know. I think it's fair though. Like just going nine for nine as far as how close it could be. That's kind of the that's a good. I think that's a good game plan going into anything. Just going nine for nine and not over like because sometimes. I, like that's one thing. It's like for people with big pulls, they get into this whole mindset that they're like, "Oh, we can uh, we can pack out whatever we need to for the win." Like, no, I know from experience, even with a big pull, it's not fucking happening. Okay. Well, you okay, know? all right, all right. If you want to look at nine for nine, and you want okay for someone to go nine for nine, that means they're on their shit, so they're gonna win. But what I mean is like the philosophical, like just how easy it comes off the tongue. I don't have I have a big problem with that because sometimes like, it is though. But that's, okay, sometimes. But I feel so, like- dude, you could tell Russ. You could tell. I mean, again, I know it's a different situation. You could tell Russ at eighty-three kilos. All you gotta do is go nine for nine. He's gonna fucking win. But I think we should. That's take not it- the best game plan for Russ. But I think we could take it from the guy who can win three for three. Yeah. So it's like I, I can win I three for three. I don't actually know about that. I can go literally go three for three. Yep. And win. But that's not my mindset. So it's just I apply that to all my boys. That's really what it is. All right, here, here's pops. I feel I hear what Angelo's saying. I hear what Angelo's saying, and I hear what Joey's saying. With how good um, some of these other guys are, I don't know if that necessarily applies to me. You know what I mean? Like I can't just like sandbag every third by two to five keys and like, oh, I'm gonna win off nine for nine. These guys are good. Like, Emil is really fucking strong, and he has a lot of experience on the international stage. So, I do think I got to come with some PRs. It's not like I'm going to just go nine for nine and hit oh, yeah, numbers sure. already hit. I think nine for you know nine what I mean? implies you're hitting PRs, though. Oh, okay. Okay. I, That's why I wasn't sure with the chance thing because you said how he had to. Joey obviously has a game plan for his athlete. So, yeah. he knows, like, the third squat, the third bench, the third deadlift is going to be a number that is within his reach. It's just, for me, just speaking experience where people kind of tell you things like, you know, go nine for nine and then on deadlift, like, yo, obviously if I could pull eight, eight oh four, I would fucking beat Russ every year. (laughs) This is not happening. It's like, it's just, if I could hit a PR though, if I could go seven seventy one and still go nine for nine, it's a good meet for me. Um, Let's talk about the, no, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Why are you echo? You guys can't see the fucking visual. He is holding like he's telling me a secret, but we hear everything on the mic. Okay. You can, yeah, you can talk normally. It's a fucking podcast. Okay, okay. This, this is a message to everybody that like is consistently showing their best lifts, and you have like the American record deadlift total. Whatever, cool. Yeah. 
Now let's see. Let's uh, let's uh, let's pay attention to your worst list and let's make that better and mm-hmm. let's let's get that to like. Let's fucking let's get your worst thing and make it the best thing you can possibly do. Well, exactly. So if somebody was so it's like you got to go nine for nine, and it's like, all right, Angela, you're gonna you're gonna push four hundred five. Okay. Sorry, I know I know the fucking I know the standards that we have. We're not making a twelve kilo jump on my last meet till now. Just being realistic. It's within a year, maybe, but no. I say. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, dad. I'm sorry, Lugo family. <clears throat> Fuck realistic. <laughs> I say I see a little. I see things you can do. I see things you can fix. Look, Mikey did the same thing, bro. In 2017, he was doing a soft touch. He was doing. Uh, I was like, bro, if you start sinking that bad boy and you get the proper J curve, you go from your shoulders down to your sternum and you go back to your yeah. shoulders, your bench is gonna no, go you're up. Not, you're not wrong. And then it, he did was like, eh, okay, bro, that's cool, bro. And then like. Joey told him the same thing, and he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to do the same thing. And then, it, what happened? <laughs> what happened, bro? All right, well, I guess, I don't know, that's foolproof logic, right? All I got to do is sink my fucking bench, and I'm going to be 405. No, you Back just got to bench, like, the best benchers in the world. Not, like, the the good benchers, not, like, the stereotypical. Oh, so I should bench, like, fucking the best bencher in my thing, the Noriega? No, you want no. me to bench, like, Noriega's the, the best Not even Noriega, bro, he doesn't even do it in competition. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, well, he still has the best. He still has the best. What are you talking there's about? There's a rogue pad. <laughs> rogue pad, he go 507 easy. Just to sum things up, Mikey Davis is coming with the intentions of... He, he's a silent killer, bro. A silent killer that is... Getting pushed under the rug, not under the rug, but not noticed due to his previous uh, meet. But you know what? We know these three men. We know that Mikey Davis is coming in eight weeks. Six, six. It's like six, six weeks, bro. Six weeks. Six, just same time as us, same time. Table. And there's just something about it, man. It's it's when you're there in training and you're seeing these guys flourish the way they've been training. And you know what? Who cares? People don't have to know, but they'll know on meet day. They'll know, and he's ready. He's he's getting there, bro, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. Mikey is as good as he is handsome. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, I have to thank you also for handing over the – giving me a little bit of time to, like, kind of have the best hair in the uh, powerlifting right now, but as soon as you grow grow it out again, it's over. It's over for me. And Pablo's. I don't know. This hair. might be. What's up? This short hair might be it for a little bit. For a little it's bit. It's looking solid. I know you. You pull it off well. I'm sorry. Like it's it's a it's a beautiful hairstyle. But I think. Right, go ahead, Mikey. Go ahead. Chesnificent. If y'all know Chesnificent, I don't know, but he walked in the gym today and told me I look like a Mexican, and I was like, "Bro, I'm literally half Mexican." Like that's not an, and he started laughing at me. I was like, "Bro, I'm half Mexican." Like, what are you trying to say? Yeah, I think I, I don't know. I, I think the two white lights crowd has got to be familiar with Chess. Yeah, Mister Chess Nipson. Yeah, I think they've got it. Like, like the listeners have probably have had, had an awkward interaction with him. I'm gonna I'm give a I'm gonna give a shout out to Mister. You're giving a lot of shout outs to Mister Chesty Chesty Chichi Chichi Nipson for. Uh, like he keeps it real, bro. Like some people, some people have a hard time with people that keep it real and are super opinionated. They're like out of this world type of stuff. But well, I respect that. Well, on this show, we had to introduce him as Jaime Abaway because he signed up with a different name oh. <laughs> and uh, Texas Strength Classic. So 
It's so funny that he was under a different alias because his posse was literally shouting his name yeah. while the judges were Well, there. we had to well, – when I was doing commentary, the live stream commentary, uh, the unofficial one with Joe, like he was like, is that Christian? I'm like, no, it's Jaime. He's like, that's Christian. I'm like, no, it's Jaime. Such a goddamn – And I just keep not, going like – I'm like, I think he's going under like, – let's just keep this under wraps, but no. If you, if you it doesn't work, man. man. Shut up. <laughs> Mikey, but I think I gotta have you on a solo podcast, though. If you're down, I'm down, bro. Bro, yeah. if you were here, whenever I'd give you a hug. Yeah, me too, Mikey. I had to make the responsible adult decision to stay home and do this work. But by the by the way, congratulations on being a responsible adult. Because uh, yeah, I know a lot of a lot of uh, great things have happened to you recently. So yeah, and as I'm doing Ooh. this, my girlfriend's in the yeah. other room, pissed off that we're talking. <laughs> 2 a.m. So that's where I understand the sacrifice. Or 12 a.m. Yeah, I apologize. And uh, this is a – I don't even know if I can really say this. This is, like, real out of pocket. But I'm going to go out of pocket anyways. Like, all due respect to all the women, the wonderful women in our lives. What are you about to say? Bro, this don't say is terrible, but yes. continue. <laughs> we appreciate you so, so much, and we really could not do these things without you. And we, we appreciate your constant support. But – Okay, when it comes it time but. to go on the world stage, I love you, but I got to go. I got a job to do, and there ain't nothing stopping me from doing what I got to do. So don't don't slow me down. Okay. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you're going to, if you're going to keep pushing, if you're going to make this thing, <laughs> if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to, like, aid and aid in this stuff, keep going. But if you, you just need to look <laughs> deep within yourself and, like, if, you're just wanting like, I might I might cut you off so you don't get in trouble uh, for this bro, because uh, he he can't get in trouble. Bro, I can, I can, all right, bro, all where right. was that going, bro? I'm just saying you were getting is taking a long path to a pretty I think short I can, route I think there. I can give a more uh, old. I don't even know what the term is, but in like long story short, it's just like for our female counterparts, um, you guys are complete us. You guys do everything that we don't want to do, but when it comes to like training and stuff where we require our utmost uh, concentration and focus like let's just make the more responsible decision yeah and it, it, it's not an attack on you it's like we like we care we really do care you know what i mean like we really really do care but like oh i can't even say it bro. Like, <laughs> yeah we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that yeah we'll leave it at question. that man because we're two hours in i think you're getting us uh, we're getting in the sad boy hours soon yeah. but yeah i definitely got to get you on uh Solo, talk about some things. I mean, I've never had you on the pod before, and I know you're uh, you're a good guy to have on to talk about the sport. So, I'm about it, bro. We're gonna do it um, live in San Antonio, or what? Ooh, man, I'm taking a lot of trips out to San Antonio. I'll try, or I mean, shit, maybe maybe you guys come out to Houston. It's a beautiful city. We well, oh, I've been there. I know Houston. Yeah, I know exactly right, you guys. I, I've been Thanks in San Antonio weekend. twice in the past two weeks. Houston, it's looking pretty good. Uh, we got, I mean, you guys got, I mean, you got TSS. We also got a TSS in Houston, but also we got like eleven other powerlifting gyms. So, Prime was pretty nice. Prime was pretty nice. Oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah, and also Blake LeHue came on the show, talked about how he's opening Primal, and it was as good as advertised. Blake killed it. But you know, still, like, if you guys want to come out to Houston, 
you know, there's a lot of places to stay. My girlfriend's a realtor. Probably can find you a nice, you know, little uh, <laughs> Airbnb to stay at and, you know, some good spots to stay, some good places to eat. And also we get to pick from some of the finest powerlifting gyms in Texas. It's uh, I don't know. I think it'll be a great. Trip I'm down. And, I'm down for a, a little Houston trip before yeah, world. Yeah, let me know, man. I'm we'll, I'm open we'll next weekend for sure. Hey. Yeah, and we got you know. I mean, hell, I mean, Houston's the fucking the like the flex headquarters, right? Is corrupted. Yeah, I think we can definitely get back to you on that and give you a set date. Yeah. And we could probably, well, obviously, if you are interested in having Mr. Davis all to yourself, I wouldn't blame you. But um, we can definitely go. I'd, I'd be down to go, and I'm sure Pablo and Lugo to go train, have a good time, and then you can do what you want with Mr. Davis after that. Yeah. You're all, yeah, I get, all, yeah, Mikey D all to myself. That's been my goal for a long time. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, man. Well, I'll let you get to it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for dropping in. We appreciate you. Good luck with prep. I'll talk to you soon then. Did you guys yes, know? Yes, sir. How, Thanks for having me. I'll, the minute I called him handsome, I'll see just started going. Right, peace. Later. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. That was great. Having him on. But, boy, it's been two hours. It's been fantastic talking to you guys. Saria so was honestly like, you guys were going to talk that long. I was like, uh, maybe an hour. Nope. Absolutely not. I knew that was Smashed not going to happen. Will all this be in there? Uh, I... Dude, so the only things I edit are, like, hiccups in audio. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess all of it will be in there. I might have to listen to it because I had know, two hours in-person interview. But, yeah, I'm typically a pretty terrible editor. So I just – I only – if there's no audio hiccups, which I don't think there was because we're in person, it's usually uh, an issue with Zoom. So, yeah, I would say so. Uh, just let it be like our lifting raw, just straight raw. Just let it be raw, bro. Just, just let it. Well, yeah, we have uh, our our tagline, the shimmy shimmy yaws. I like a raw. Also, people haven't picked up on that. We got a lot of hate from the the equip side of powerlifting, and like guys, our literal intro to the show is "I like it raw." Like that was the joke. Like it wasn't in the way that old dirty bastard. Wanted to phrase it, but it was in our it, like it was still relating to powerlifting in some way. Yeah, it was a very nice experience. Yeah, actually, it's way. And also, by the way, this is a, not a common one too. In person, four person is is uh, is a two white lights first. You guys are making history. Hopefully, whoever listened to this <clears throat> received something from this podcast. <laughs> And take it how you want to take it, but uh, one more question. One more question. All right. I don't know. I lifter rating. Lifter rating. You guys got to be quick with it. Lifter ratings. So you gave yours already. Yeah. We'll try to find it. See, Aki, that's CB's job. Shout out CB. <laughs> you're gonna have to look. You're gonna have to dig in this podcast to find what Lugo said. 90%, 90 point something percent squat, 91% bench, and 90% deadlift, so whatever that is. That's probably 90, that's, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start looking through the numbers. I would just, I would agree with it. You're, you know, what, 530 dots within it, you're world, you're national champion, I would, a 90, 90. Get that out of my face, I don't even, I don't even pay attention to that stuff, like. You do, cause you knew, if, so you pay attention to it, because you just knew. Yeah. So you all right? So yeah. So that's uh, that's that's called using your logic against you. And I realized that's an A minus. 
yeah. <laughs> if you're going by the minus system, my college did not do that. I'm going to have to give myself a 65%. Oh, man. 65 overall? Did you even try to do all the squat bench and deadlift? Nope. I think I wouldn't put you at 65, but... If again, if we, well, like what we did with Grant uh, Averson and uh, Weiss also, uh, a couple flex lifters, we had them towards the open, but then if they put juniors, they would be like 95s. I personally say 65 because the standard is high, and I'm willing to put the work in. I don't care if I'm 65. I'm owning it. To prove one day I belong in the 90 percent. So I'm gonna okay. stay at 65 for personal reasons, <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna be fuel to my fire. Okay, so I think as your coach and as your brother, I think I could give you better, more honest ratings. So I would give your squat like an 82. It's actually 75. 75. I'll do an all-time more than 75. So all right, I think that's pretty fair. 75 squat. I'd give your bench like a 70 percent. And I think your deadlift is actually like an 80% because you are a pretty good deadlifter. So not too far off from a 65, but what is it, like a 70, high 70? Yeah, 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 69%. Well, that's perfect. That's still, so that's, 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 you just deflated the entire Well, I don't know, you just have to, I mean. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How many opportunities do you get? I think 69. <laughs> 69. We'll do 69. Yeah, I would I mean, as far as open goes, but again, like, if you're going junior open, it's like super heavies. That's, like, the hardest weight class to really take as far as, like, percentages go and how you're good in the sport. But, um. Are you doing mine, Lugo? Well, what's the, what's the all-time record deadlift total? The, oh, the deadlift? Yeah. In tested? For, yeah, for you. Yeah, the heaviest pull ever, right? I have the All heavy, time. I have, I have the heaviest pull in my weight 81? 81? 87. I thought it was, oh, 87. Yes, new you're record. Right. Lugo is doing a no, job we, being the... Well, mate, I mean, player. actually, he's up there. Because if if Ray Williams came on and we used his old world record total, would we give him a 99 overall? On the squat? Yeah. On the squat. I, no, I think his on all of them. Because it was, cause he, so it goes into like the total, too. His bench is like a... The, ben, the, the, the bench is the biggest issue is because like we have so many... like. It um it kind of skews like bench only and like people bench, but like very similar to um like deadlifters too. Sometimes like the deadlift skews things where it's like they're at like, ninety eight because they have like some guy with incredible leverages that kind of just really mess with their records. Like twenty nineteen Ray, I would say a hundred squat, eighty nine bench, and like. A ninety-five. Also, also disclaimer though, we don't do hundreds. Like we we say true to Madden. We so we say true to Madden NFL football. I think uh, where we go ninety nines is the highest rating aside from Devin Hester that one year. I think uh, I did the numbers on it. I did the numbers on it real quick, and then my numbers are based off of the all-time IPF Open World Record totals, uh, I, just individual lifts, and it was like a seventy-five squat, sixty-nine bench, and then a. a some, I can't remember, but the, the actual number for Pablo is seventy six percent. Oh, that's what I was. Well, thank say. you for not specifying who it was, man. Because uh. I was like, wait, you're going Jesus here, 
at seventy. I, th- that's that's actually a really good junior rating because if you go junior, you're like ninety seven. Yeah, if you're a junior, you're like one of the best in the world. But the same thing with Grant and same thing with Sean. Like they had they had really good totals. We just compared them to the open, but. Pete Spence is going to give you the 99th percentile, and that's like how oh, that's yeah. how crazy people because you're like if you go into the percentiles, like we're all like 99s, like no matter who we meet. Because he was doing like the normie versus elite. Oh yeah, because because he told me I had a 96th percentile on bench, and I'm like it, for some reason it still pisses me off that 96 percent. It's like it doesn't sound that good still. Yeah, I think 76 is good pops. Top quarter. All right. Top for quarter. but for for mega here, what do we? I would say I would go squad, 90, 98? On my squad? Yeah. I'm still a hundred, I'm still 90 pounds away from the all-time record. But so, but right, fifth, but aren't you second? So, hold on. It's the fifth heaviest squat all-time. Okay, so let's go tested though. What is that tested? Tested, I think it's the third highest squat all-time. 97, because, 98. So, yeah, we'll go 97. And then for bench, tested, I think it's... What'd you hit, 562? 567. Yeah, but I don't – again, I don't What's like – my bench is at 89? I would, uh, I would go 90, like 90. 91, 92. Okay, we'll go 90. So is it, uh, what is it all time then? Is he within the top 10? Well, what is all time power? I don't know. As a oh. Time. Yeah, so that's time. where it skews things. So I that's why I think like as far as full power goes, if they're within that range, same thing what I did with Natalie Richards. It's like a 91, so, but at yeah, the same I, time I think, like – I say 97 squad, a 90 bench, and – a 98 deadlift. I would go 99 on your yeah, deadlift. I can't who would who would have you on deadlift? Nobody. Myself. No. So it's 99. But myself in the future. <laughs> I'm starting to talk like Lou right now. 99% <laughs> and like RPU 6. This is this is what happens when you spend as much time as Yeah, that pull, that pull I think is the most improved thing, which I don't know, you know, if you do the math on that. Get yeah, like a 97, I would believe. 99, 97, 90. He has the all time. No, I'm saying, oh, but for if you do, but you have to still. This is how we do things. It's just. Well, no, it's just we just divide it by three. 95, I want to say 97 with you, though. Or 90, yeah, I mean. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a 97. Third, top, third best all time. Uh, second best all time. I can't wait to get the two highlights comments of people getting pissed off at us. Bro. For like not giving the rating, it's like we didn't fucking do this shit. <laughs> it's been it's been getting worse every time we do a lifter rating. It's like motherfuckers, we didn't make the rating. The lifter themselves did, and I oh, had to explain yeah, it you, every you single did. time. You do get hella flag for that. Yeah, we it's like wow, like it, dude. It doesn't even matter if it's a ninety nine to a an eighty five. People will be like, where the fuck you come with these ratings? Like. Literally asked the person giving the ratings. I'm like, but, that's how I came up with these things. I'm like, I'm not doing any of the work. I think for the everyday listener, I think this is a perfect example of the difference between the .001% and the 99.9. Yeah, I was talking with Pete with it. Like, if you – and actually, uh, Eric LaPointe, too. Like, we were talking – we had a pretty, pretty like uh, – it was a short conversation, but it was a good one where it's like you always compare yourself to, like, the guys in your session in prime time. Or in the top ten, and you're always like, if you lead off the bench, it's like, okay, I have like a 75 bench. Like I have the worst bench in prime time. I have a 75 bench. It's like you're not taking into consideration the thousands of lifters who compete in powerlifting. But it's like to us, it's always no. I have a trash bench. It's like it's it's 75, and then it's like if you're in the middle of the pack, you have like an 80, 88, even though like you're top ten overall or top ten all time. 
But it's like, oh, I'm in the middle of the pack, so it's like I'm an 88. And then if you have to take the top, it's like, oh, I'm like a 95 to like 97 on it. It's just – it's crazy how that works with like the guys and guys and girls who are up top. Even Natalie Richards like five – I think 571 dots or something, 567 dots. Or no, 561 dots he has. And she's like, yeah, I'm a 91 overall. Shit, like that's some of the best. Like, dude, people would murder for five sixty one dots. Angelo, it's it's the story you tell yourself. So if you tell yourself you have a trash bench, you're always gonna have a trash bench. But I think you've actually put on the mask, bro. Like you freaking, I, you were training today, and I was like, bro, you got the mask for this. Like it just comes down to the technique. Like you can do like the skinny boy straight bar soft touch technique, or you're gonna do the big boy best best benches technique. Like yeah. I say with everyone, I need a prep. I need a big prep for it. I need a big offseason. You, you really give Angelo Fortino and Sean Mills a summer with us big, angry, heavy hitters, and I promise you the results. I'll just I'll just retreat to San Antonio for for uh, for a year. Just it's uh, like just just uh, yeah, just a, a powerlifting camp. No, all you have to do is watch uh, at Big Chief Lugo's bench press videos and at, his, at Mega and then Pablo's finally figured it out, so it's come along. And Mikey's too. Everybody. I knows. actually do refer people to your page, like some of my lifters. Oh. If they don't, understand yeah, we gotta start doing that. Yeah, I actually show them your page and your videos. I really okay. appreciate that so much. I I really appreciate that so much. Um, I don't. I. Saying this from the beginning, I like don't care about the clout. I don't care about all that stuff. I just want to bring like the best of the best of the best in like all aspects of everything, and that's all I do. Yeah. I mean, we got yeah. You're definitely uh, trying to work yourself up there as as far as the coach goes, and again with that long, long history of competing, definitely. And I'm older, so GG. <laughs> yeah, makes you makes you makes you wonder, but. Yeah, I think we're about to good to wrap it up. Uh, you've done pretty much shout us every no, them, five minutes, of course. Yeah, okay. I'm uh, not saying like I'm gonna hit stop record now. I'm saying we're going to wrap it up. I feel like this <laughs> is good because a lot of people will get to know the wonderful person and Lika Lugo is. Yeah, because this is your second appearance. This is Pablo's first? And- yeah, Lugos. Lugo comes in many flavors. <laughs> Known as Lugo, Hugo, and Kugo. Yeah, I like Hugo. <laughs> Hugo Boss. I called you that. Many you didn't never caught on. Hugo is the ego lifter. Kugo is Demon Lugo. Hugo Boss is Hugo Boss. I have no analogy to uh to add to Hugo Boss. John Lugo. I just remember Sylvester Stallone wearing it in Rocky Four. Alright, guys. It says Hugo so Boss on it. Just wanna give a quick shout out to my madre, um, she's in El Paso right now for a church women's retreat, helping change uh, the lives of women who were in the path that she walk, once walked um, to our older brothers, Diego, Paula, Modesto, younger brother, Carlos, Bertha, sister. Um, you guys, we love you guys, and I know you guys get upset because we don't talk enough about you guys, but... We want you guys to know that just the impact, the impact is just we wouldn't have wanted it any other way, good and bad. Best for last. Best for last. I just want to thank God just for bringing us together and these opportunities that he's blessed us with, with these individuals, Angelo, Jesus, Lugo, Mikey D, Clay. And it's just, it's been very, it's been a blessing and... You know, as good friends that we are, it's like, you know, it's, 
it's amazing. And to be able to portray it on a platform, it's, uh, on Angelo's platform, it's, it's very appreciative. And I'm very grateful to be on this first podcast. And it's just like we get to share a little bit of our lives, how we think mentally, how we go about stuff. And that's it, man. Just uh, the work continues. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for coming on. I can't wait to see you guys do it, Worlds. It's going to be a... Uh... I'm, I'm gonna see you guys definitely before Worlds and we're all, we're all in, uh, we're all in the same boat six weeks out. Gonna get that coverage in for IPF. Who'd you shout out? I, I have a podcast so I don't need to do that. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess my girlfriend for actually, she had to listen to this for two hours and not be a part of it. So that's a big sacrifice. Um, and yeah, like that's, uh, I mean for this particular episode, but, yeah, if I had to shout out anyone, like I have 165 episodes, I probably shout out everyone by now, right? So, so um, um, we'll see you guys soon. Uh, occupied till Friday. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.